0: Maimon. i'm merlin and we're gay and his mb episode number 82 thank you all so much for listening to another episode of a gay and his mb where we're talking all the things that we are watching on television this week it is a jam-packed episode that we have in store uh but before we get into all the things that we have to say let's get a few housekeeping notes out of the way first
1: wherever you are listening to us whether that is on spotify or apple Podcasts or google Podcasts. There's a whole bunch of other places out there where you can find us. Um, We would love you to go leave a rating and review so that we can get into the algorithm and find more lovely listeners. We also want to hear back from you so that we know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and what you want to hear more of from us.
0: Uh, You can also follow us on social media platforms, all at A Gay and It's nb. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads, where we're posting new content every day, including clips from the podcast and just sort of our initial thoughts thoughts on everything that we're watching, everything that comes spur of the moment to our heads. An extra dose of A is and NB you can get on social media, all at A Gay and NB.
1: And if you'd like to rep us out in the real world, go to agayandhisenby.threadless.com, and you can buy our lovely merch. We've got a bunch of designs made by moi uh, that you can get on T-shirts. You can put them on uh, hoodies. You can put them on mugs, stickers, magnets, all sorts of stuff whatever you like. And they have sales like all the time. So like you can find whatever you want in your price range, go load up on gay and his NB merch.
0: And also uh, finally, if you have any questions for us that you would like us to answer on a future episode of the podcast, you can submit that to us uh, on the social media platforms I mentioned, or at a gay and at uh, Just leave your name, leave your question and we may answer it on a future episode. Babe, what are we talking about this episode I know what we're talking about, and I'm excited, because this is a pretty good week of shows.
1: Well, first, well, not first, we've got, uh,
0: we're going to be talking about the season 11 premiere of Vanderpump Rules. I I missed it. I, I, I don't know about you, but, like, I was worried it was going to be coming too quickly, but I'm like, no, I think it's the right time.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's about the right time. Uh, it was just, like, we had so much talking about Vanderpump between the seasons which we don't usually have yeah um so this was still a lot um hopefully we have a little bit more dead air between 11 and 12 i just need my brain to break I mean, for would, a second.
0: That would require Sandoval to do less podcasts. Oh dear God. Which I don't think is possible.
1: I, I, I don't have to pay attention to them though. I don't have to. <laughs> um so in in honor of not paying attention to it, we're gonna move on. We're also gonna talk about <laughs> Beverly Hills. Uh the ladies are still in Spain. Um we got uh fun with ashes. <laughs> Which is not a phrase I thought I'd ever say, but here we are. Um, we are also going to be talking about Real Housewives of Miami. The ladies are in Mexico City. Um, they go to church. They make fun of poor people. Eh, you know, it's <laughs> Miami as you do. <laughs> but before we get to any of that, let's talk Potomac.
0: Okay, Potomac for this week. I hate that we. I hate that we start off with just like a oh, Potomac. Look, it came out on Sunday. We're going in order. I know. I will say like. Every other show that we're talking about in this episode, I'll I'll say quickly, I realize there's a moment where I got, like, very teared up in, like, every episode. Like, it was an emotional, like, gripping, you know, time in those, you know, three shows. And then this is just kind of like. Here we go. We're going along to get along. I guess. I guess. I'm nervous. They got to do something. Yeah. I'm nervous. The reunion's filming soon. Candace. I, I saw Candace do, like, some red carpet interview. And she basically was like, I'm excited for it. I hope that we can come together. She's basically... And I'm like, I hope you... Here's the thing. I'm, I'm two ways about it where it's like, yeah, I hope you come together. But I also don't think that you need to be the one to fault.
1: <laughs> like... No, I, I agree. But I also feel like she realizes that she holds less power on this cast
0: unfortunately
1: so she's like if i want to stay on this show i have to just kind of suck it up
0: and the people who maybe hold the most power are the ones that are taking the most advantage of it and i think that and they
1: should be the ones that leave
0: yeah god It's it's terrible. Um, We start the episode. Oh my! It starts very like we're in a horror movie or something. Like sort of like creepy music at night. It's four a.m. But it's because Wendy and Eddie are surprising their son Carter for his birthday, like with like cupcakes and like sort of like like, creeping up into his bedroom. Absolutely not. I mean, like they did it nicely enough where it wasn't like a jump scare.
1: Sure. Well, okay, but there's no amount of waking me up that is not a
0: jump scare. Sure. You, you, you in particular, like yeah. But I love him going. Welcome to the double digits, boy. And Wendy goes, "Why are you saying like it's a scary movie?" Like, <laughs> we'll get to it later. I actually, I, I, I turn to uh, Merlin at one point. It's like I really love Wendy and Eddie's relationship. Honestly, they're really great. We then go to Ashley. Or no, it's at Giselle's house. And oh god, Giselle and Ashley are getting together because they're working on their new at leisure line that they are doing called GNA. I'm not buying clothes from either of those people i had the same reaction as wendy we'll get to it later but like what of all things of all things the only way it
1: could have been worse is if it was giselle and robin
0: sure giselle says a commercial it's like a Lemon meets rihanna savage line it's neither of the, i guarantee you it's neither of those things
1: like i so savagely lulu Sure. Or dilute.
0: Maybe that's more appropriate. But, like, yeah. at least when Giselle had every hue, like, it's like, makeup. Okay, like, Giselle's a very beautiful woman. Like, yeah. beyond the fact that she dresses poorly.
1: Look, she may not know how to dress her body, but the face card never declines. Yeah. The w- bitch is gorgeous. I
0: will give her that. Um, and Ashley talks about wanting to make her own money now so without Michael. And she's like, I kind of regretted not doing that and sort of just hitching to him all the time. And I don't know, they show... The restaurant and like all like god that was a mess like
1: <laughs> i i i had honestly forgot that the restaurant existed
0: one of my only like well not only i i i, I feel like i've shit on giselle a lot but like one of the few times like i really laughed at giselle was when she got into the fight with ashley in the restaurant she leaves and goes who's eating emu <laughs> no but she's right who
1: is eating emu that's dumb as hell yeah, so- there's a reason it fucking flopped
0: yeah uh as she says you know i think what for the design of it like in my leggings now i like to put like something to like absorb and giselle goes you pee while you're working out and i'm like you both have children like you know that that's what happens it, it literally is what happens like
1: let's just like be honest about like, the way that the reproductive system works and the way it changes your body. Let's not try to act like that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. Um, We then go to Karen, and she's at her home with uh, Aunt Val and Cousin David, and they're discussing, like, the final, like, details of, like, the selling of the house, and, like... I forgot how cute Cousin David was. Oh, yeah, he's... yeah. He's very attractive. Um, yeah. I really, I think we talked about it before. I really loved um, Karen's um, uh, special that they gave her, like, the two-episode special about, like, her farm and her family and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that was really good.
0: And so, like, they're discussing the things and, like, Karen taking it over to convert it out to this sort of, like, like, Airbnb kind of, not Airbnb, but, like, sort of, like, getaway sort of stay right? Val going I'm just saying don't do anything freaky <laughs> and she's like what do you think I'm going to do freaky Val goes I don't want it to be like a nudist have like a nudist camp next to me <laughs> and Karen goes do I look like I would do a nudist camp I may have a weed farm <laughs> and they do the the graphic this is one that I like the graphic team where they do the like puff of, like this <laughs> neon <laughs> puff around Karen
1: <laughs> yeah it was pretty great
0: she says I'll get your ass hot you may never know what hit you <laughs>
1: Look, we already have Happy Eddie on the, the cast. We don't need another weed centric.
0: But wouldn't that make so much sense? Karen getting into all to in all of Wendy's business ventures. Oh my god! Because then <laughs> they over the overlap candles. on the
1: candle. They overlap. Oh my
0: god! Uh, like and well, here's the thing: the candles. I always gave Karen the pass on because she had said before that she was doing it before Wendy. Like this, she has no excuse because she knows Eddie's getting into cannabis.
1: Right, and it's also, I still, even though Karen was in it, I still say it was shady for her not to mention it to uh, to Wendy. When Wendy came to her and said, this is what I'm planning on doing, what is your advice?
0: I guess, yeah. Um, okay, so then we go, Mia and Robin are getting together to go to this, like, salt sanctuary for, the, like, haven't they done this on Potomac before?
1: I don't remember, but it feels weird.
0: I get it. It's a It's a beach.
1: In a room. Well, yeah, but... Where the walls are beach, (laughs) and so is the floor. And then they have, like, pool chairs. Yeah. But there's no water.
0: I wish there were nicer chairs.
1: And there's, like, weird lighting. Did they have, like, Enya playing or something? Maybe. It was, like, it was such a weird vibe.
0: But I get the thing of, like, it helps with your respiration or whatever, because, like... I mean... I get
1: it. I'm witchy. I have uh, I have a salt lamp next to my computer because you know the electromagnetic waves and all of that stuff. Like you gotta neutralize that and what what have you. But like right. this is weird. Yeah. Just just go to the
0: beach. <laughs> well, they don't have beaches. Do they do. They, 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 they have beaches. I mean, I guess like it's not near Ashley's property, but like <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I I did crack up at Mia because the woman like say, like, "Okay, here are your socks because uh, you have to wear socks in it." And Mia goes, "Wait, are these large?" And then she starts stretching them because of all the comments that like has made about like her big yeah. feet, which I thought was fun. I like I like that Mia can joke about herself, and that's honestly Mia's having a great season. Yeah, I really think this
1: so. is probably her strongest season yet.
0: Yeah. Um, Robin asks about what happened at the Mother's Day event and Mia mentions how Karen has, you know, said that she's bringing some of the ladies to Surrey County. Robin goes, thankfully I wasn't invited. And Mia goes, I mean, none of us have been invited yet. She said she's going to put our names in like a fishbowl. Like, okay, so this then starts the trend, which I was really annoyed with this episode. Like, we have, and maybe I'm biased, I don't know. But like, we have been praising K- uh, Karen so hard this season in which has been not a great season for potomac of karen is always bringing it right right and not only is karen always bringing it karen is always making a point to try to bring the group together she's the only one sort of making any form of effort she's i i would argue putting down her swords in a lot of cases not all cases but a lot of cases and like particularly with giselle and robin when they've made good with Karen and like Giselle does it later where it's like, you just had this moment where you had your daughters together to like, sort of have this like yeah. bonding mode of like, yeah, but we fight, but we love each other when we fight and it's not that big a deal. And then you spend this episode just kind of shit talking and like dragging Karen's character. Yep. And it's like, this is the whole, this is why I never got behind them. In my opinion, I feel like they had been doing this for seasons, but I, I, mm... I do feel
1: like there was a change. I I was behind Giselle and Robin uh, in the earlier seasons. Yeah. Um but there was a shift at some point where it just got nasty. And I don't know when that shift was. Um but it like, now that that shift has happened, I don't see it ha- going back.
0: Yeah. Me, it's like, I love Karen, but Karen's crazy as hell. And then Robin then starts to tell this story from like four years ago where they were at some place and Karen mentioned, like, brought up something about Raven. She's like, hey, look at this photo of Raven and like pulled out her phone. And then Robin offhandedly saw on her can on karen's camera roll that there was a photo of robin and like her kids and like her mom and stuff like that and some like clearly some like event or something like that they took like a group photo or something and like brings this up to me and robin goes to interprofessional that is when i confirmed my belief that karen was obsessed with me and as you can see she's still obsessed with me this is so Uh, delicious because she had one photo right like I screenshot I screenshot stuff to text people and whatever that doesn't mean that like right. and I don't delete it from my camera roll. But that also aside, you saying that like Karen is obsessed with you when you are the fucking woman that dressed up as a pizza delivery man to see whether she was living at the house that she was claiming. Like, actively got a uniform,
1: put on a fake mustache, got pizza. Yeah. Like you went so extra on this
0: and it's just my, that's why I just don't understand it. It's like they act as though Karen is so obsessed with them. And it's like the only one that I feel like consistently is bringing stuff up in the other person's life is you were you doing it to Karen. Right. In my view, like the stuff she cites from like last season with like the blonde hair girl, and all that stuff. But those are also all in response Right. The shit that you were doing. I just, like, I don't understand it. And, like, as they're doing this, they do this, like, the editing team does this thing where they're playing all these moments with Karen. And then they take Robin's confessional and morph Karen's face onto Robin. And it's just like, okay, like, come on.
1: But also, wasn't the blonde-haired girl the assistant coach? And then they showed a picture of her this season and I was like, uh, yeah, that does look like blonde Karen. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know if Karen confirmed that that was the person she was talking about, but it does look exactly like Karen.
1: Like, so she wasn't wrong.
0: Yeah. Mia then uh, says, you know, you know, we're going through a lot with like the financial stuff, right? You know, before this whole crisis, I actually retained a lawyer to file for divorce. It felt like this came out of nowhere a little bit where it was like Mia just like, by the way, I filed for divorce. Uh, I, I tried yeah. to file for divorce. Um, and then Robin, Robin says her confessional, when Mia, the stripper got with Gordon, maybe she thought that she was going to sit back and live a life of leisure. I think she's seeing that's not the case. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like technically correct. Like I agree with Robin in terms of that, but also like, it's so, it's just crazy to say that about someone that like, is like your ally. Right. I don't know. Um, Mia then asks, you know, are you guys in therapy? And Robin goes, we're not in therapy. No. And Mia goes. At all, like not even with like everything going on. And Robin goes, no, like, it, it's so delusional. And it's like, and it's almost as if Robin was like, what's going on? What's happening? Honestly, It's like, literally she would ra- And it's also clear. She's trying to make a particular thing or storyline. Mia goes like, do you think that you need to go? And Robin goes, I think our issues are not like with each other. Like our issues are just like, you know, let's enjoy life more. That's not an issue it's not, and but she said it at the when they were getting her the boys adjusted in the last ep, uh, last episode. she offhandedly says that to Juan, and it's like, oh it's so obvious that like that's what you want to be your storyline and and it's like no, that's not going to be your storyline, Robin. The storyline is this whole hotel thing, yeah, that's what's happening
1: yeah and and you know truly unoriginal might you know be might have your back on the editing and stuff, but Andy doesn't buy that shit. No, and he's gonna hold your feet to the fire at the reunion because that's what Andy does. Right. Andy doesn't give a shit about truly unoriginal and what they're doing.
0: And it's just like it's it really makes me realize like how bad the strategy is that Robin has implemented going into the season. Yeah, because it's always like be it's either be super defensive or act like nothing's happened. And it's, like, there has to be, it would be so much smarter if you just sort of, like, drew, handled this head on in a way. And it would have been probably done within by, like, episode four or five. Yeah. You know, we would have moved on to other stuff.
1: Right. But she's dragged it out.
0: Yeah. Um, we then go to Wendy and Eddie the, going out on a dinner date. I loved Wendy's look in this uh, dinner date, this, like, red sort of, like, with, like, these gold accents. It was really pretty.
1: I don't remember the look.
0: And then there was also, oh, and then the confessional look with Wendy, Wendy and Eddie's joint confessional look where he's in the suit. And when he's in this, like, it really feels like you're at, like, an inauguration. It's like that giant gold petal, like, giant petal thing and, like, that no clue. No clue. It was just so striking to me. I'm surprised that it didn't. I,
1: I honestly, if I saw it, I might I might remember. But I honestly, I just, nope. Blank. Yeah.
0: Um, and Eddie talks a little bit about launching Happy Eddie and sort of how that's been sort of consuming his work a lot. He talks about how like Maryland just legalized marijuana. And I did like how she he pointed out sort of the stuff about like only 2% of the industry being black owned and like wanting, like having sort of like a – reason right to get into it other than just simply like i'm going to capitalize on the happy Eddie thing, which i think it's smart on its own like right
1: well and and the thing is is it's more than just like the fact that only 2% of the cannabis industry is owned and operated by black people but it's the disparity between that and the fact that black people are in uh inequitably targeted yeah by drug laws and are most of black people are that are in prison are there for drug offenses, like nonviolent offenses. So like it, it's, it's that too, that makes it so important that black people be involved in the medical or not even just medical, but like uh recreational cannabis community because it's, it's reestablishing um, and taking back that narrative, right? Right.
0: Um, and I, I, yeah, and I think that's important to showcase on this show particularly. Yes. Um, Wendy says, I think this is our first time in our marriage that we're both like knee deep in like what we're doing. And then she mentions like, you know, as of late, I've gone to, I've gone to sleep a few times by myself. And he goes, I mean, I come to bed and you're sleeping. And Wendy goes, yeah, because you're you know, come to bed at like two o'clock in the morning. And so it's like a little like – but here's the – I actually think it's it's one of those things where it's like it could be one way or another. I like that this is more of a dialogue and it's not just simply like accusations and sort of right. like you know, defensiveness. Wendy makes a – well, Wendy says, like, I just don't want us to get to the point where sex is routine. And Eddie jokingly goes, I mean if that means scaling back from work, like we both got to like stop working then. <laughs> and when he's like for sex. <laughs> like I said before, I just find – I don't know. I find their dynamic really – True and honest and just yeah. kind of like you could tell they really love each other. Um, we then, another date, we go to Karen and Ray, but this is for a date day, as Karen's calling it. Right. Instead of a date night. Um, we Um Oh, my God. On our Married to Medicine reviews, we talk about Toya being picky about dates. Karen is like... Wouldn't even let this man order
1: off the happy hour menu. <laughs> she says, you
0: better not order from the happy hour menu when you got me on the day date. We're going to go back to the main menu where the prices say, I love my wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. Sweat, I, I,
0: mean, I mean, if he's the <laughs> back Bill Gates, like, you got to spend the money, I guess, but. Jeez. Um, Karen uh, talks about getting her health like back in order with the 5% calcium uh, stuff. I, I shouldn't laugh at actually. <laughs> but Karen's like, you know, my doctor, he wants me to work out. So if you don't mind, I kind of want to get a trainer with a ponytail. <laughs> I love that she's <laughs> specified ponytail.
1: Specifically with a ponytail. That's a very specific trainer.
0: Yeah. Ray goes, I can pick the ponytail. And Karen goes, he can't be ugly, Ray. Ray goes, does it have to be a he? And Karen goes, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that's the thing of like all the stuff last season about like oh it's Karen cheating on Ray oh Karen has her right it's like Karen just is kind of like open with it and Ray's just like yeah cool like I, I I think there's so much like
1: Karen's just like I need to be properly motivated and sex motivates me
0: right and let's be real Ray is up there like right I don't if Karen Karen still I mean she's only 60 she's at, well, she's only a triple 20 so it's like <laughs> Why shouldn't she, like, I it's a whole idea of, like, you can still have sex and still, like, not necessarily love a person. And, like, there right. is a difference there. Um Karen uh tells uh, Ray about that she's taking the girls to Surrey County. She tells him, <laughs> I put names in a hat and I pulled them. You know, those that I don't want right now, I didn't put them in the Meaning, <laughs> basically, I didn't put Teresa's in there. Right. I didn't put, like, like, um. but she ended up pulling, quote, unquote, Giselle Ashley. Wendy and Candace and she feels like I give Giselle her wing person. I give you know, them, Candace her wing person. It'll be fine. So, and then we see the graphics of like the text message. Kara sends like the big invite text. These text messages. Oh, well, well, they get even crazier later. But it just starts with the ones of like it's just Candace and Wendy and Ashley are sending heart emojis to be like confirm. And then Giselle says, thank you for the invite but I will not be attending. And it's like okay, here we fucking go. It's like this is where, like, we can I – we'll get to it maybe later in the last scene because I think there's a larger debate that people I see having about, like, you know, how everyone's kind of contributing to this toxicity and just sort of, like, you know, not filming with each other and not doing this and that. I think, like – I think it's nuanced and I think, like – but Giselle is the least nuanced in terms of this and I think that G- Giselle has absolutely no reason to sort of, like – I, I don't I don't see Giselle's reasoning. Even from the comment about that Candace made about like the dwindling uterus and all that stuff, yes, those are things are bad, but it's like people made really bad comments on this show and it's like there's no reason why. But honestly, you
1: can only expect in the face of toxicity, you can only expect someone to be non toxic for so long. Yeah. Like at a certain point, I'm to snatch you by your roots. Yeah. Like you got to keep playing my face and we're going to stop playing like you you cannot be ex- like surprised when somebody comes back with some toxicity when you've been toxic right for years like just at this point it's just all toxic
0: yeah we then uh, go to Neca and Ike's houses. Uh, they're going through boxes. I- Ike is trying to find his work badge and can't find it. Um, and Neca's getting annoyed by him, which is, just seems to be a constant. Um, Neca, I didn't know anything about this, and this I feel like changes like so much of like what is happening. She says the challenges that me and Ike face as newlyweds is just living together because for the majority of our relationship we were long distance. And I'm like, you're just now living together? That's I mean, it's technically traditional to
1: not move in with each other, but I think that's I think stupid. That's, I think it's crazy. I think it's wild to decide you want to spend the rest of your life with someone and you've never even shared space. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing you can do.
0: And want to have, and, 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 and not even just in terms of like a relationship or like you're a casual newlywed in like your 20s or whatever. Like they're up there and like they want to have children. And it's like what you're just like figuring out like the. If like you
1: just met this person, basically. Essentially, You don't really meet someone until you live together.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Giselle decides to stop by, and Neka gives her a tour of the house and all that. Um, Giselle asks about how the baby situation is going, and uh, she says that she got with Mia uh, to one of her doctor's appointments, and Mia suggested that uh, – that because Mia had one of her kids with uh, IUI, so it's basically like the artific- – art- is it artificial insemination? Is that the no, technical term? No, artificial insemination
1: is – it's different, but I can't quantify what's different about it. Mm-hmm. Let's call Anna Marie. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, she do not know. Yeah. I'll call Simone. She'll know.
0: And then it, because it, but like they make the like turkey baster joke, right? Right. But NECA says they're professional. I'm going to take a page out of those video girls and get a little turkey baster. And then she says, I'm getting guaranteed income for 18 years. That's one of those things where it's like, it's fun to think about it, but like I don't think you should say that ever. Yeah, like you, like like we said that about Ashley for like however many years, right? When she was with Michael, it's like it, I, I always the way I always reference it is the Wendy Williams joke of just like, do I want one love sum or eighteen years of payments? I'm gonna take the eighteen years, right? Like, like but like. That's for us to say about people that's not us. Like, right. If you're on television saying that, it's like, I, if your kid grows up and watches that, like... Right. That's, like, not okay. That
1: That's really fucked up. If I remember to go back to it, I think, like, artificial insemination is where they, like, implant a fertilized egg. Perhaps, oh, okay. And then, like... This, this is just the sperm. Right. This is, like, intrauterine insemination. Okay. Where they, like... And then they wait for an egg to drop into the uterus.
0: It's all the process without right. the... Yeah. It's all the process without the fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Giselle asks, has Karen been here? And NECA goes, Karen showed me around the place. And I love the compilation of her NECA riding in the car with Karen being like, LA has nothing on Potomac. Look through them weeds and that's the post office. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun- <laughs> Wild. It's so crazy. But then NECA goes, I mean, she tried me, honey. She tried to say I was living in North Potomac. And, like, technically, unless unless I was confused by the map that they showed, she is in North Potomac. She's north of, like, but there, I, I, is it like there's, like, how there's, like, a Virginia and West Virginia? <laughs> Maybe that's kind of, like,
1: the vibe that I got was there's a separate area called North Potomac. This is just in the north part of
0: Potomac. Right. And also, why is it any less bad that it's... that's why That was why I was like, they are reading this as such shade, and it's this, like...
1: This felt like that fight on Roni years ago between uh, Bethany and uh-huh. Ramona, where they were like, oh, well, you're in, like, the west part of the Hamptons. You're on the other side of the highway. Like, you're not really in the Hamptons. It's like... Fuck you. Like, who gives a shit?
0: (laughs) Right. Giselle goes, you're in 20854, and you're an owner. Karen is not. She has been a renter. And I'm like, you were also a renter, famously. Katie Ross called your ass out on that at the first reunion. So, Uh yeah. Also, how long is your house put out of construction? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's still not finished, technically.
1: Like, you're an owner, but you own a construction site. Where (laughs) are you living?
0: Right. Where is your home? Um uh Sharice then stops by and Mecca talks about how her and Sharice are really getting along and sort of like hitting it off. Um and they basically just continue to talk shit about Karen. It's the two people to do it, I guess. I guess. Um, like and and it was just annoying me cause I and I don't think Necca's there yet. Like I I, the, one thing, the one thing I did like about NECA so far this season was how nice she was to Karen. Like, I think, like, well, like when Karen was bringing up originally, like, the the Helm in Surrey and stuff like that, right. NECA seemed very genuinely interested and, like, mm-hmm. invested. And so I'm like, get your claws out of NECA in this regard. Like, yeah. you know. Um, Karen, Karen then texts the group chat, like, the updated text. And Giselle basically tells him about how she was in, invited and she rejected it and, and all this stuff. Giselle says in her confessional... Don't pull my name when you're pulling Candace and Wendy. Don't pull my name. And Karen, I told you why. And then she goes, "I have to be concerned about my safety." This is where I was like, "Go fuck yourself." I'm sorry. Go Honestly. fuck yourself. And I'm so anyone talking about like Candace or Wendy's delusions this season, which like you can say moments, but like this is delusional. I'm sorry. Your safety? and not to, and cuz this isn't even about like trolls. This isn't even about the whole like Candace sent the trolls after me that she was trying to say in Austin. The internet is not
1: going to get you in
0: Surrey. She's literally saying, "I can't be in a van for 2 hours with these women." Because of my safety. And I'm sorry, the whole like colorism stuff that you're claiming it was ridiculous, yeah. this is really only fueling that. Yeah. I, I, I said it before. The whole colorism conversation was not about you treating other people. It was how you get treated versus other people. Here, you're playing into things. I'm sorry. You, how the hell are you going to say, I have to worry about my safety, as if you're going to get physically attacked, when you're talking about the only two women... On this cast who were victims of assaults and not the perpetrators of it. Right. That's fucking, it pisses me off
1: so much. And it's like, well, it's, it's also wild. Like thinking back to like the Candace and Monique stuff. Did she only side with Candace against Monique because Monique was darker skin than Candace? Yeah,
0: I mean, you could say that, but I, I don't even know. like Well, and also, like, at that reunion when it first brought up the colorism conversation, Monique, Monique was kind of, like, anti-there's colorism, which I think is interesting. But, like... I think it's I mean, but it was pure it, at the very least it was purely from the fact that she just hated monique she didn't care about candace right she didn't care about candace's well well being and the way you can just switch like that is just like I, I find it so nasty, and again, like we can yes, I would prefer it if everyone dropped their swords in ways in which they could work together, including we'll get to it to a certain extent wendy right. to a certain extent, even though i'm on wendy's side like I wish everyone on this show could do that because it would make for a better show than what we have right now. Right, but th- there is also levels, and like this is utterly insane. Right, and it's really just her throwing her weight around, and I think like I, I can't, I don't know how you can sustain with that unless there is some sort of like either downgrading or like you get, again you get a new production company that's not doesn't have Giselle's back, and you get her in a fucking room and say, look, you cannot do this. I just,
1: I really think that if, if Bravo has any sort of interest in returning Potomac to its former glory, they, they, they have to fire Giselle. I just. They have to. Like, housewives have been fired for less than this. Right. So I, I, I'm just, I'm exhausted. Should, because there's nothing that good that she can bring to the cab- table. Which, again, I used to be a fan of hers. I used to think she brought a lot to the table, but she's not bringing anything to the table because she refuses to have anyone at it.
0: Yeah, they. I really do think they need to crack down to a certain extent. Generally, of just like you don't film, you don't get paid. Right. And I th- and we'll talk about it with Vanderpump. That might seem a little hypocritical on my end. I would say Vanderpump again is a different situation. But also, but- she. But Ariana is filming scenes with Tom. Like, we'll see them later she's in the not season. not interacting,
1: but she's at least not saying, I refuse to be there. Yeah. Because she knows what her job is. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Giselle tells NECA, so you need to decide whether you are attending as a second-class citizen or not because they – because Karen has now sent a group invite to everyone. And she says (laughs) – Karen says it's because she increased her liability insurance. (laughs) But like – she tries to sell it later, but yeah. Yeah. So we see then more texts, right? We see more texts from the group chat. And like Candace is confirming again. Wendy's confirming again. Robin texts, hi, Karen. Thank you for the invite. However, it is extremely last minute, and I have committed to spending the day with my children and nephews tomorrow. Travel safely. Karen just replies, cool, Robin. (laughs) And Robin wrong, misspelled. (laughs) it's so funny but then my favorite one was mia uh texting i can't get past original invite and then karen replies mia you need to (laughs) (laughs) i love it it's so good um okay then we go so karen's getting ready to head to surrey county and everyone's meeting uh at karen's house um Again, to, uh, to the point of also, like, the, like, interacting or whatever, Candace makes a comment of, like, yeah, I brought, like, drawers because, like, I didn't know if I was going to, like, sweat one off because I know we were going to be working. Like, hoeing constitutes crot sweat. And then Ashley's, like, I mean, you can just, like, take them off. And Candace's, like, "Ah, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, do you even have them on? And she's, like, I'm wearing a skirt. Like, <laughs> but, like, again, as much as I was, I said last week, I was, like, why does Candace fuck with Ashley after the because I feel like Ashley was more involved than, like, Robin. But, like, at least Candace and Ashley are interacting. Yeah. At least they're, like, that's where I'm, like, there are people that are doing the work and there's people who are not. And, right. like, we got to keep that in mind. Um, Neca makes a comment or confessional about being the second invite. And she goes, you know, I know we just celebrated Karen's birthday. I know she's new to this senior citizenship, so I'm willing to accept some fluctuation in personality and etiquette. I'm like... Ma'am. I wouldn't... You know, he uh, I think Necca's really fucked herself in terms of just the linking with the Green Eyed Bandits. Yep. Only because like I, this joke, I would be like, oh, okay, that's funny shade. But it's like when it's like you just had that scene with Giselle. Yeah, it just feels like yeah. Well, it, it's
1: it's it's one of those things where it's like once you once you dislike somebody. It, you hate everything that they do. Yeah. Like all of a sudden they're breathing too loud and like they walk too heavy and like, why are they coughing? Fuck you. Like, fuck you. you your breathing. Like, yeah, it, it becomes a whole thing.
0: Yeah. They're all in the van, uh, driving to Surrey County. Karen goes, I was shocked that Giselle said, Karen, I love you, but I won't be there. And Candace goes, you were shocked. <laughs> like you were surprised by this. Like, have you met Giselle? Yeah um karen then goes i don't know what mia was on in the text messages like what the fuck and NECA goes i mean i can share that sentiment you know you did send an original message and it took giselle declining an invitation to open it to everyone else that's just how it appeared and karen goes i received that i'll take the l on that (laughs) (laughs) because that's clearly what it it had nothing to do with liability insurance
1: but it also clearly was like karen's like i don't want to have this argument yeah just fine, shut it down.
0: Sure. Um, Wendy tells them that happy, uh, Eddie's doing a Happy Eddie event um, to sort of like launch the line and sort of all that stuff. Karen asks, is everyone invited? And Wendy goes, well, Eddie Eddie's reaching out to the guys. Like, it's really like his thing. It's not my thing. <laughs> but then it's like of course they're shading it in terms of that. And then in the confessional, the producer asks Wendy, will Eddie be inviting NECA and Ike? And then there's just the as Wendy's just like staring off being like it's complete silent. I I I feel like Wendy would be
1: more likely to invite NECA to something than Eddie would be to Ike. Like they've done nothing but scream at each other. Sure,
0: I guess. But like I th- I mean I think either way it's I and, and I yeah, to a certain extent, but, like, you know.
1: Well, but with it being Eddie's event, they don't have to invite everybody. There's no everybody has to be at events and trips and all of those, yeah. those things it's when Eddie's it's people. Eddie's event. Eddie's not a cast member.
0: Yeah. Um, NECA then invites all the women to an unpacking party at her house where they're going to get in pajamas and help unpack for her. You were like, what the fuck is this? Like. Uh, no.
1: When you have money, you do not bring friends over for manual labor. You hire people.
0: Yeah. Come on. Like... Like
1: Beer and pizza is for when everyone 's broke, yeah,
0: and i'm sorry like i need nice i 'm sorry, I need nice parties, uh, like same with the can like with the, what we were saying with Candace with her event, like how good it was, like I need nice fucking parties again, stop this shit of just like we're gonna get in our pajamas and j- like no you're fucking rich, right <laughs> this is not rich, but like this is the whole point of like Housewives. like yeah, I don't know, um, but Ashley then turns to Wendy and goes. So, she, I mean, she asked you to come. It was so like a mom being like trying to like coax it. And when he just goes, you're all skipping like 20 million steps. Like, yeah, which I get it. Like, yeah. Um, Ashley tells them about like her and Giselle's leisure in line. And this is where Wendy goes, you and Giselle great in clothes. Is this an April Fool's joke? And exactly. Ashley makes the comment or professional, the louder the cackle, the more they're bothered. And when he just goes, Do you see them get dressed every day? What?
1: (laughs) Absolutely not.
0: Like, Ashley, you had to, you had to, maybe not as much Ashley, because I don't think Ashley's a terrible dresser for the most part. But, like, you knew it, Giselle. It's like, come on. (laughs) Like, I am more apt
1: to buy um, fucking uh diapers from sonia morgan than i am to buy leggings from those two yeah because at least i know the diapers work
0: um they stop at this gas station i would love to know what gas station it is they stop at because when he gets a gas station margarita which i didn't know was a thing <laughs> not in any state we've lived in sure like, but she, but apparently it's really great. She's like, I feel like I'm in a nightclub and they do the, the music video thing we did with Wendy at the chicken chip and go thing again, which I find not the best gag. Um, but she's like, she's like very giddy and laughing. And she actually is be like, is there like THC in that? Like what the hell? Like it's, you know,
1: alcohol also makes people happy. Doesn't have to be pot just because her
0: husband is selling <sighs> sure. Um, they arrive at Karen's uh, family house, and they all the family's there, and they also have the Reverend there to bless the house. It's a nice little moment of you know like seeing all of Karen's family and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but after they do all the blessing and stuff like that, they all get dressed in uh, like cleaning and um, like doing yard work. Yard shows. work. Yeah. Well, can, they make a point of like Karen's, and they say it's like a gown. It's not like like expensive gown but it's like a longer dress and karen is fucking wearing chanel sneakers to do this shit which is like, does
1: not surprise me
0: no um but they're basically excavating and sort of like helping like with like the the shrubbery and stuff like that around the tree it was very much like do a little bit of yard work and that's it we're not gonna yeah. like have you like Everyone else can do it. Karen says, you know, when the tree trimmer comes, he can see if there's any, like, snakes anywhere, anywhere right there. And they're like, fucking, like, don't you fucking do this. And, like, Karen just, like, fakes them out at one point, thinking there's a snake there. And I hate I hate these pranks. I hate pranks like that. Yep. They flash back to when they did it with Wendy once with, like, spiders and, like, snakes in her bed or whatever. And it's like, don't you fucking, like... Fear is not funny.
1: You know what was funny? I saw a prank the other day on TikTok that was hilarious. And it was the husband had replaced his wife's bar of soap with a with a potato that he had, like, cut into the shape of the bar of soap. <laughs> That's funny. No one is hurt. No one is scared.
0: And you just get a little starch
1: on you. You just get a little starch on you that you can then use your actual soap to wash off. It's fine. It was just funny. That's a prank. Yeah. That that's perfectly
0: fine. Have you seen the one where it's like it's some like it's some show that's all about just pranking people, or whatever? And it's like these celebrities come in for this like interview. I forgot who it was, but they sit down and one of the chairs is just made of cake. <laughs> like yes. that's the shit I like. Yes. Like yeah. like it's just you went out of your way, but it's still like not like gonna like. I,
1: even that one is still a little bit because you don't know what they're wearing and whether like that could ruin an article of clothing. I, guess. I mean, I guess if it's a celebrity then they can afford to replace it. But also, like, why would you do that? You don't know if that has sentimental value, whatever. Sure. You just, I don't, you don't fuck up people's clothes, throw away their bar of soap. Yeah. Get another bar of soap for three bucks. It's fine.
0: They uh, go across uh, the way to Aunt Val's place to have lunch and sit down and all that. Uh Wendy says, I'm glad that, that was your first option, Karen, <laughs> which is so, like, <laughs> that was a little rude. <laughs> Karen goes, "Neka, you were second, but it's because you didn't need a Band-Aid or a moment, basically. Like, basically, no, like, I, I was doing it particularly for the people that are, like, having issue, essentially. And Nekka goes, because I don't have any problems. And I was like, that's not really true, actually. <laughs> like... There is the stuff. And it takes Ashley bringing up. She goes, like, I do think there is still potential for you guys. You know, it's just a matter of when both of you guys come to the decision that you want to get there. I'm like.
1: That is an oversimplification, and you know it.
0: Yeah. It's like you can't just try hard enough, and it's good.
1: Like, yeah, it does take both of them deciding that they're going to, you know, try, but part of trying is apologizing.
0: Yeah. There's awkward silence, but then Wendy goes. Karen, I'm here for you. I love and support your family. I'm a family girl. You know how much my mom means to me, how much my sister means to me. This is a sisterhood. And anyone in this group should have sisterhood in their hearts. With, yeah. Which I was like, here's the thing. I think like Wendy, people were kind of, I saw a lot of people being like, NECA's trying to mend it. and no, she's not. And Wendy's being a wall. I don't, when you listen closely, I actually don't think that's true. I think No, it's it, shady. Yeah, I think Wendy is like, you you can, uh, yes, you can argue NECA by extending the invitation, but I don't think there's any like sort of getting to the meat of things when it comes to this. Right.
1: She's just trying to act like nothing happened.
0: Yeah. Wendy goes, at the end of the day, you call me a bitch. You call my mom a witch. You call, talked about my husband. Your husband tried to attack my husband. You talked about my sister. NECA goes, I never said anything about your sister. I called you a bitch. Yes. And then she goes, have I ever denied it? And Candace goes, no, you haven't. Like, she, like you you have not saying that you, you're, which is better than, like, I guess, like Anna Marie, for example, who's just like misremembering conversations coming in. Like, um, NECA goes,
1: <laughs> the misremembering conversations from literally the last breath.
0: Yeah. NECA goes, you can't curse at somebody and think that they're not going to say something. And when he goes, I used the curse word in a sentence, which is technically true. She didn't call you out your name. When he yeah. didn't call her out your name, she did not raise it by being like, well, bring it the fuck up. Or like, like, it was all heated, but I also just think like it's ignoring the even Wendy bringing up the like, you called me a bitch and that's why this happened. It's like even the manner in which NECA brought it up was, I think, like the wrong place. And just like even it didn't feel like it was coming from a place of genuine, like, sort of like concern about something that may have happened to her family.
1: Also, can we? It's 2024. Let's stop acting like bitch is really offensive. Sure. It's not like it's and synonymous when, in a fight like it's with just person yeah. like it, it's it, who gives a fuck
0: and candace had, you know was they played the compilation of candace and i'm sure there's plenty of times when Wendy said bitch about you know yeah. like i that i don't again i'm i was also just so confused because i feel like that wasn't the biggest deal in the fight
1: right it to me bringing up the usage of bitch or the usage of name calling within a larger fight that has nothing to do with the name calling. Is such a deflection from the point?
0: Right. It should be about you. Slandered my mother by saying that she was participating in voodoo. Right. To like, like that's the fight. Like what? Like I w- I did wish Wendy would have focused more on that. Yeah. And that where you know. Um, and that goes. I didn't attack anyone because besides saying the truth, Wendy goes. I have no desire, no interest to have a conversation with someone whose existence is inconsequential to my happiness. And Neca goes, my existence is what got you riled up in the first place. B- playing off the whole, like, you were mad that I was coming on the show thing.
1: Also, um, even if that had been what Wendy had brought up, Neca still would have doubled down. Because on Watch What Happens Live, she literally says she still believes. yeah. That her mom has shrines that she like.
0: You have to drop that at this point. Like at that point, you have to drop because you have the public saying like this as an as you know as black people as Nigerian people as like like this,
1: this is offensive. Yeah, stop
0: it. You can take that element out of it.
1: Right. Well, and you, did you see who's going to be on the on next week's episode? No. Leb is coming in next week.
0: For the Watch What Happens Live? No,
1: on the show next week. Oh, okay. On
0: Potomac. Yeah, that should be interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I'm so over the... I'm, I'm, part of me is over the fight, but it's like, I also like I want them to... Add, like. I want it to move. Yeah. Like,
1: I'm tired of it sitting where it is because we keep having the same argument.
0: Yeah. Karen asked Wendy to just stay open. And Wendy goes, let's be clear. An invitation does not absolve anyone from anything because it shows a lack of accountability because you're skipping from step A to point Z. And, right. Like, I get that. Like, yes. My thing is, like, I also think, like, people being like, well, Wendy needs to, like, this is the same thing. G- people are saying, like, this is the same thing Giselle's doing. It's not really. Because, like, one, Wendy's having scenes with this person at the very least. even Like, she doesn't have to move on with this person. Like, you're going to have conflicts on on Housewives that you don't move on from. You know. Right. Number number one, she's
1: filming. But number two, Giselle made that shit up. This is real. This is happening. We saw it happen. Right.
0: And it's just like I also understand, Wendy, like, I don't think you just forgive somebody who's, like, using...
1: Slandering your mother.
0: Like, that's something that's very, like, deep about this. That it's like, you know, like, not something that is just, like, a simple, like, we're gonna have one conversation on, like, this, like, scripted television show and, like, get... Not scripted, but you know what I mean. Like, and, like, get over it. Right. And act like nothing happened. That's not going to happen. If you want the fights to be sort of, like, these, like, move-on moments, then you need the content to be that.
1: Right. Well, and you need willingness to move on both sides. Right.
0: And that's that's the thing. Um, but that was Potomac for this week. Like I said, not the best. Um, okay. I, I hope they can pick it up. I really don't want to hate Potomac as much as I do now. But, yeah, that's where we are. But this
1: is the second season in a row of this Stagnant bullshit.
0: Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we are talking the premiere of Season 11 of Vanderpump Rules. Don't go anywhere. Well, hello, friends. I'm your pal on the mainstream Media. And, uh, and I'm the Riz. And, you know, Riz, it takes years of strenuous, dedicated training before you're worthy to step inside a professional wrestling ring. But it takes even more time to develop complex, highly astute opinions about professional wrestling. Am I right? That is correct. Yes. Do you know where we can find that? Yes. On a wrestling man. That's
2: right.
0: Do you want something new to put on your reading list? Are you feeling your holiday spirit grow while also being astutely politically in tune?
1: Then you'll want to pick up The Santa Strike, a new book by Shanna Hamaker.
0: While home in Midland, Texas, on a weekend visit with the eccentric uncle who raised him, Marion Wachloski, otherwise known as Mary, discovers a long-forgotten letter Uncle Joe wrote to Santa Claus. Mary keeps it to share with his girlfriend, Lindsay, and his best friend, Tommy. At first, they consider the letter to be nothing more than a silly lark. What kind of grown man would write a letter to Santa? But soon, Mary and Lindsay find themselves caught in a much larger mystery concerning many, many more letters to Santa, all surrounding the crisis of gun violence in America.
1: You can order the Santa Strike now on Amazon, available both on Kindle and in paperback.
0: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and
2: more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com.
1: Welcome back to again is MB. Let's head on over to L.A. where this premiere episode is lovely and light. And it ends with a jump scare on Vanderpump Rules.
0: Vanderpump Rules. Season 11 premiere. We are back, baby. Um, I'm glad. I don't know if you saw. The ratings have hold, held a good bit. Good. They were up like .55 in the demo, which is like big. Like, yeah. It, it, I love that it maintained, and I, like you were hinting in the intro, like, I love that, I think it was really good that this episode had no Sandoval in it. Yeah. Like, I get that we have to get to him, and I get that we have to, like, sort like, it's going to be, exa- I'm sorry, it's going to be exhausting. I, like, I'm going to, I'm going to be entertained, I think, because I'm going to be yelling so much, but it's going to be exhausting.
1: But I also am really excited that they showed this episode without him. Because it really shows what the show can be. Yeah. It proves in a single episode that we don't need him. Yeah, I would say. Which, I'm sorry, this entire time in between seasons... He's been talking about how he's the reason that the the mm-hmm. ratings were good. That he's I got the you reason guys a
0: raise was allegedly what he had.
1: Been he got people. everybody a raise. Like he's the reason that season 11's happening. And it's like they took this whole this whole episode to prove all of that bullshit wrong because yeah. this was a great episode.
0: It was, and I think like huh, it's going to. I know it's going to shift. Because not just with Sandoval, but I know with, like, certain other people in the cast. And it's, like, not, nothing – in inter- like, the, the dynamics now, as as I think rightly correct that they are, I know they're going to change. And I know it's not going to be, like, the best all the time in terms of me rallying behind all these people. Right. And so, like, that's going to be frustrating. But also it's, like, I, I don't know how, like – they've been building up, like, you know – well, least I would say Lisa Vanderpump, but a lot of times has been like you know it was a learning thing, like some of them have been saying it as well, but it's gonna be a real learning thing for the group, like you know, I would say people to just like keep an open mind and like whatever, but i'm i i I know we 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 didn't listen to it I listened to clips, but like that Tom Sandoval and the Nick vile podcast, like right when the day of the episode aired. I don't see what's going to happen this season with, because he's not learned anything in 10 months. He's maintained. He hasn't learned anything in 10 years. Sure. But he's maintaining the exact same story. It's all Ariana's fault. He's, well, sorry, not exact same story. He's also added the Rachel tempted me, basically. Right. It's just, it's exhausting.
1: Also, can we get the entire cast to pick Rachel or Raquel? Because they kept going back and forth between well, different people. But this is,
0: I, well, I think in the conf- some of the confessionals they were calling her. Well, also some of them that were calling her, I think some of them were still calling her Rachel. Not meanly. Like, like like because I think this was before she came out and said, I'm changing my name back to Rachel. Right. But then
1: Vanderpump was calling her Raquel in the confessional.
0: Right. Yeah, 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 it depends on it's when it's just
1: g- it's exhausting. Yeah. Like pick a lane, stick with it. Like at this point I don't give a fuck. Like last season I was very much you no know, fuck you, you don't get to change your name <laughs> to absolve yourself of your crimes. Sure. But like I don't care. Just pick one cuz this back and forth is getting exhausting.
0: Yeah. And like now she has her podcast and like all that stuff. I think like here, I don't think we're getting the full truth from either her or Sandoval because I think there's elements of Rachel's stuff that, like, aren't fully truthful either. Well, and there's lying between
1: them, right?
0: Yeah. So, like... They're contradicting she, each other.
1: They're Well, they're contradicting each other mainly because... Partially, I, I will say, at least partially because Rachel was being lied to.
0: And I I am glad that she has... To a certain extent, woken up to the fact that he manipulated her. Right. Well, and it's,
1: like, all,
0: it's frustrating
1: because I think at this point she's giving us the truth as she knows it. Yeah. But that's still full of his lies. Right. So, even then, even though she wants to give us the full picture and the truth of everything that's happening, which I do believe.
0: Yeah, what is the truth and what is, like... What she was fed. Yeah. Yeah um we start the episode with a couple flash scenes uh we start with ariana at the house and i thought it was such the perfect way to start of ariana with her dog and she goes up to the kitchen she goes you know i'm gonna make my own latte because that's how i roll around here (laughs) oh guess what tom she can do it herself because she's a grown fucking adult like, the fact that he, on that fucking Nick File podcast, is still being like, I made her dumpling lattes. I was, you know, I was the only one initiate. Fuck off. He's the worst. I hate him. Like, Ugh. no one cares. But I will say, you noted, as much as, we'll get into the living situation later between the two of them. You noted, they need to take that photo down. Oh, of- that
1: that big photo of the two of them in the upstairs hallway it's the
0: one that looks like it's like a light bright almost like yeah it's awkward yeah take it down i on both of their parts like
1: i honestly that would have been one of the things that i burned when Kristen came over in the finale yeah
0: like please throw that shit in the fire yeah we then see james and Allie at their new house um and which i i i actually they did like a tour for i think like bravo like the they tour I actually think it's a really good house for a first house yeah um even though it's by the airport
1: <laughs> it is by, well, but the thing is is that for as small as it is and the fact that it's by the airport it's still like one point six million dollars yeah it's like l a prices are stupid it really
0: is it it's not a one point six million dollar house it's but, like
1: a like honestly maybe a two fifty yeah. 250 I could say maybe house. like 500. Nah. I mean, with some of the finishes, I would say three.
0: Yeah, the finishes are nice, but yeah. Oh,
1: wait, no, pool 350.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the pool adds to it. Yeah. they have the little garage that he's making into his studio, but
1: still, like, one over one million dollars mm-hmm. is dumb. Yeah.
0: And then, so then we also then go to Schwartz's apartment and he's watering all his plants that he, cause he's into plants now.
1: His only friends.
0: He's he's like my only friends now. He's in full midlife crisis mode. He really yeah. is. Like, it's like. Well, and
1: it's, it's frustrating because I, <laughs> I want to feel for him because he has hitched his wagon to someone who has completely ruined his favor, but also he's done a lot of fucked up shit over the years that has also ruined his favor. Right. And it's like
0: I feel bad for him in terms of like even the I feel bad for him in terms of the dynamic that he is in with Sandoval. Divorced of what he is because I think it's to its extent divorced of what he's doing to other people. Right. We'll get to it later. He
1: is culpable for his actions, but I do think he has been um just as abused by Sandoval as other people right. have
0: watch both the after show and the Nick file podcast when Sandoval is like too still going on about like are and the fact that Sandoval was saying Ariana is like overdoing it in terms of the anger and like, she's being petty and like, you know, being, you know, leaning into it too much. Watch Schwartz. Every time Sandoval goes on a big rant about Ariana, his he looks like he wants to be anywhere where, than where he is right now. He, is, he knows he's spiraling. He knows everything that he's saying is just digging a bigger hole and is just making it worse, but he doesn't have the guts to say it. There has to
1: be a rift coming, right? Uh, dear God, I hope so. Well, we,
0: we get to, I think we're going to get it to a certain point on the show, but then he goes back like cuz now he's like still with with Sandoval going to Thailand and and like Exhausted. and and literally on the podcast with Nick like being his mouthpiece yeah like every He's like well what that's not what you mean what you mean is cuz it's coming across that way i don't think what you mean it's been 10 months. You've yeah. been doing, and Swartz, you have been doing this to him. You've been correcting his grammar, or not grammar, but you've been correcting what he's been saying and giving his true intentions and whatever for 10 fucking months. If Swartz- Sandoval doesn't learn to say it fucking differently, if he means it differently, then he's never going to fucking learn it. And that's what he means.
1: Right. So stop. Yeah. I think he just wants to believe the best in his friend. And it's like, Dude, you've got you to gotta realize your friend's a piece of shit. He, and to a certain extent, so are you.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we start the first big scene is Katie's visiting Ariana at the house. And they're getting ready to go thrift shopping for something about her. And Katie's talking about how the process is going. Um, People have been dragging them for the fact that it's still not open. But again, it's all permitting in L.A., which I yeah. hear is terrible and like...
1: Well, and then they decided to widen that street. So they like had to remove all their porch seating.
0: Yeah. I would just like to correct people. Like... People comparing it to the Swartz and Sandy stuff being like, oh, well, karma or whatever. No. They had the permits already. Swartz and Sandys had permits. They were all set up to go whatever. They spent months and months and months because they couldn't get a fucking menu together and right. get, like, work staff.
1: Yeah. That's not the same thing. Also, they mention in this scene, Ariana mentions that um, Sandoval is in... New Zealand Zealand filming that uh, special forces, the special forces show. So that's why he's not in this episode. Which
0: thank God. In case like it's quiet in here. (laughs) Um, Ariana says in her confessional, I just love the way Ariana started started it. Three months ago, when Tom blew up our lives, I wasn't prepared to be kicked out of the house. And basically talks about how they're living together, but they're in a place where it's like she's in the master bedroom. He's in, and they have no interaction with each other. They're passing in the night. They're just communicating through his assistant, Anne. And oh my god, the fucking text message! They, they show a text message exchange where Ariana text has to text Ann, please tell him to turn off the LED lights at night. It's disturbing the neighbors. And Anne replies, he says they fall under freedom of speech. This we ha- again. I will remind people: this man is a fucking terrorist. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a fucking terrorist. Like he.
1: Like well, the fact that he is, at this point, terrorizing the neighbors so that they will bother Ariana.
0: Right, because she's the only one, and he's claiming I, he's also claiming that I paid all the bills in the house. She's He's basically acting as if Ariana isn't paying any bills to live there, which I do not fucking buy. I don't
1: buy either, and honestly, what is your income besides the show you owe your mom so much money also all the equity that you took out of the house to start Sworth and sandys did you pay that back yet
0: no of course not
1: so how are you paying all the bills yeah
0: ariana says which is great for me because i don't have to look at his stupid face but bad for Anne because that's literally her job <laughs> ariana's i again i love her and also by the way for the people well because uh, we'll get into like the house stuff in a bit like the people being like well she is being too like she is dwelling on this too much keep in mind this was three months three months since it for since she first found out right this is march or april so we can't act as though like it's been like 10 months it hasn't right so and i would say by the point she gets to dancing with the stars she is like right not in the same place yeah um she says i feel like the house is the last thing that's tying things and she tells Katie, but what I think is psychotic is he wants to buy me out and stay here. And Katie goes, if he has that kind of money, go buy something else. Which people being like, well, she should just buy. Like, yeah, he, she, she should take the offer and buy him out. I don't know much about homes, but I was seeing a lot of tweets from people being like, as someone who works in real estate, she's doing everything correct in terms of this. Because no, like in terms of market value, he's claiming he's, he offered her like $3 million which is above market value, which, again, I don't fucking believe because he doesn't have the money for that. Right. And if he did have the money for that, he also was claiming in the after show, I didn't leave because I don't have the money to just, like, go somewhere else to live. But you have the money to buy out her half of the house. It doesn't make any
1: sense. It doesn't. Well, the whole thing is is that he wants to buy her out of the house at market value so that he can then go jack up the price and sell it for a huge profit and he and only cut gets her him. out of it.
0: Right. Which is horse shit. Yeah. And that putting that aside, even the, when Jack's uh, cheated on Brittany with faith, go watch that season back where Sandoval is dragging him for not leaving the apartment. Right. You, you fucked up. You're the one that pays the consequence, dude. She didn't do anything wrong. Right. As much as you want us to believe that Ariana tells Katie, what are you going to bring your little pen pal back over here? Which is the other thing because it's like why – it's the – it's what you mentioned about like money-wise but also like he – again, she – I will remind people when she went to go film her Lifetime movie in the interim between these seasons, he brought Rachel to the fucking house. By all intents and purposes at this point, they're still together seemingly, right? right? Yeah. Um, and Ariana says, from what I can tell, Tom and Rachel are still very much together because they're sending mail and packages back and forth to each other. She even sent a postcard with lightning bolts all over it. Like, get a new bit already. Like, and beyond the fact that that's ridiculous, also, um, She Speaks Bravo has a video about this. On the after show versus on Rachel's podcast, they're contradicting each other. Sandoval is saying, I don't know why she sent them to the house. Like, I just think it like, you know, you know, I I think you got one Schwartz, but like, yeah, she was like sending them to the house or whatever. That was
1: so performative that I think you got one Schwartz.
0: Yeah. And she says on the podcast, he was telling her to send stuff to the house.
1: Right. Cause he wanted Ariana to see it. Right. It's psychological warfare. That's the point.
0: Yeah. And then Ariana tells Katie, also, he had his assistant glue the penis flute back together that Logan broke, which is so stupid like, and so petty, by the way. Why do you want that? Right. Anyways, um, at James and Allie's house, they're doing this, like, building project. Um, James uh, says, I think it's funny. I'm the one with the pool now when Sandoval stopped inviting me to all his pool parties as soon as his affair started. And Allie goes, you were just one less person to hide it from. Which I th- I actually yeah. think is probably true. Um, James tells Allie that Sandoval basically just went cuckoo. And he says his confessional, I've seen clips of his god-awful performances. Shirtless, laughing at the microphone, shouting Raquel's name. You know, itsy-bitsy spider. Like, once upon a time, I dropped the phone out the pocket and someone picked it up. Like, good God, man, get a hold of yourself. And it's like, yeah, he's a mess. <laughs> like, at this Ugh. point. Um, it, it's crazy. And, like, also... Well, yeah. Well, actually, no. We'll get into it now with the Brock and Sheena thing. We go to Brock and Sheena's house. Um, They're sitting on the couch. Sheena goes, I swear, every time I have conversations on this couch, I just get, like, Sandoval flashbacks. Then buy a new one. Buy a new one. Or I was like, sage it. Sage the fuck out of it. No, because that has to
1: do more with memories than energy. I don't think the energy is necessarily there, and that's what the sage would do. Yeah. But, like, if you're, like, reminded of it just looking at it
0: just or just feng shui the living room because to me it's just or, like the, yeah if you put it in a different spot
1: it may not evoke that scene anymore yeah
0: uh sheena asbrock so he never responded to you right after you reached out when ali died and apparently this she talks about how one of sandoval's close friends right um, which, which by the way i think it was, i like it i n- we're getting more of the outside characters of the friend group that we haven't seen in like past seasons like right like the people who like ariana's group and like so i find that I feel like they kind of have to to a certain extent because of how real it's gotten. Not to say it's fake before, but it's like it involves all these other people now. And so right. it's like becoming a bigger thing.
1: I also think that they're like expanding the idea of where to look because now we're not getting people into the group from Vanderpump. Like we're from right. from working for Vanderpump because that's no longer what the the focus of the show is. Yeah. Now it's this friend group. They used to work together, so we have to be able to feed into that somehow. Yeah.
0: Um, and then Sheena details that basically, like, when Ali died, she had sent Sandoval a text message, basically being like, hey, Sandoval, I'm so sorry about Ali's death, etc." Like, if you need anything from us, feel free to contact us. He didn't reply. And then so Sheena decided to text him again, and then the text didn't go through, so she realized she was blocked. And then she went on to Instagram and that he had blocked her. He blocked shenanigans. He blocked – she said he blocked her sister as well. And then she blocked the Summer Moon account. <laughs> Which number one? It's icky that you have a, a Instagram for your child. I don't really. I don't even like it for dogs, to be honest. And yeah, but at least, at least dogs
1: aren't someone that a predator is going to then have access to your child. You know, yeah, like that's it's.
0: And I will say there is – I did confirm because you were – there is a function on Instagram where it's like if you block one person, you can block any account that's like associated with the same sort of stuff. So that's probably what happened. Like I don't think he like intentionally – the only thing was her sister. I was like how did – like that I think is more intentional, but whatever.
1: Yeah, it's – it could also be any – the way that I – if I remember correctly, the way that they connect the accounts – is like if you are logged in like for example i am on my instagram uh, on my phone i'm logged into my personal instagram wow. i'm logged into the instagram for my work cuz i run their social media and i am um, logged into the ganesnb instagram so if Follow someone us now. To, <laughs> sorry so if someone were to block me it would block The other ones, too, because Instagram knows that the same person is logged into all of those. So if someone had left like on a iPad that's at Sheena's house or if Sheena had logged in to her sister's phone to check her Instagram because she didn't have her phone on her for whatever reason and it stayed logged in, it would connect her sister's Instagram to Sheena's. So, therefore, anything that is logged into the same device that Sheena is logged in on any device would then be blocked.
0: Yeah. So, that's
1: how it can get webbed out like that. Yeah. Um,
0: We then go to Lala at her apartment. She's with her mom, who apparently lives with her now. Her mom's, like basically upended to move in to help with Ocean as well like so and Lala talked before about how like her mom feels like kind of is assumed the role of kind of like a co-parent in many ways and that is kind of like the dynamic that she wants she said recently in an interview that she's also considering uh, IUI so like I think that's I like the path that Lala's kind of like you know made out for herself. Yeah. Um her brother Easton is also living in the same apartment complex and moved in, so it's like you have she has her like community basically. Good um, for her. Yeah. Uh, Lala talks a bit about, like, getting the custody stuff worked out with Randall and how it's basically reached that point. She details in the confessional very explicitly. She says his biggest thing is I don't want to give her full legal because that means that she can put Ocean on Vanderpump rules, but I'll give her final say on education and health. Well, that's all I fucking want. I don't give a fuck about putting her on Vanderpump rules. Yeah, which I thought it was so interesting that they just like blat- can blatantly say like the show, like you know what I mean. At one point, Ariana later references "Watch What Happens Live," and I'm like, oh, we can do that now. Not even in a confessional; it was in a scene because it used to always be on these housewives shows, like when we went to New York or right. like you know, like it's like I thought that was a good change. I'd rather have that.
1: Yeah. Right. We know it's a reality show. Stop acting like it's not. Stop acting like the cameras aren't here.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, while I... I I think Lala is being truthful, where she's like, I don't care about putting Ocean on Vanderpump Rules. That's not my goal. Here's the thing. I think she should have a right to... I understand what the way the legal system works and how that, you know. And part of me gets why it is the way it is, but it's like... I, I do feel bad for people on reality television that don't get to show the full scale of their lives in that regard and sort of give a full range of.
1: Yeah, because who they it, are. at a certain point, it's like it gives the ability to document, right? Yeah. You know, like I guess nowadays we're, we are so like taking pictures all the time of each other and our kids and all of those sorts of things. But like.
0: Back in the day, that's what people would say all the time. It's like I have a documented, like sort of like. Right. You know real of like every you know big moment in our lives so um lala talks about how the custody battle has made her sort of put her own trauma on the back burner and so this year is kind of about her confronting that she's like i gotta go through the emotions or everyone around me is fucked basically
1: it's i was telling you this when we were watching it it's amazing to see how much lala has grown since her first season yeah but also how she's stayed true Stayed true to who she is in the midst of that growth. Yeah, like it's it's a very interesting character study.
0: She tells her mom, like, I mean, like even it's just manifesting in everything. Like, I look at everyone. Ariana gets a new man. And I'm like, what's his motive? And is upset at the fact that she can't look at men right without that. And like that's I, trauma for you. That's yeah, exactly. And I think well, and I think the the discussion about like well, you know. Some people are kind of questioning Dan's intentions. Um, I've seen, like, I think not from like any like explicit evidence, but more just like, yeah, it's like when you rebound from a relationship like that so quickly, like you have to like, you know, like I, I, I actually from the, and we'll see more of him on the season. The first episode that we see of him, I actually like Dan. I think he's very sweet with Ariana. Like, but I, I also understand trepidation when you're somebody that's, like, really experienced the worst in that and, like, you know, um, yeah. We then see James and Schwartz going out to dinner together, and Schwartz brings him a plant for the new house and a candle. It's like, you're going to get obsessed with these. You know, he, and he literally gives him the candle and goes, hit that. It's like an olfactory delight. <laughs> I need Schwartz to stop with this. It feels even more like an act than before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in in seasons two, three, what it didn't feel this put on yeah. and to where now it feels like a mask. Yeah. And it's just like,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe if we went back and watched it again, it would feel that way. Maybe we're just more, we're on to him now.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, James goes, <laughs> James says it's like citrus pissing the scent. Which it's like that's a way to put it. You're still Yeah,
1: but then Schwartz mishears him and says citrus pussy. <laughs> and it's like Okay, we have lost the plot, jumped the shark, all the things. And we're back
0: and it's like and we're back to the men acting like children. <laughs> um Schwartz, Schwartz has a Schwartz and Sandy hat on and he goes, This is the first time I wore this hat in public. Like I was worried that I might get a boo. It's like, okay, <laughs> cool. But then he goes, the biggest fight I've ever been in, in my life with Tom Sandoval was the name of the bar. He campaigned so hard, Mr. Marketing Genius, to put that name on the side of the building. And when you do that, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. And I'm like, correct. Yeah, that's, yes, yeah, Shorts, you are completely right in that. Also, by the way, can you forgive Katie then? Because Katie called it out way before you did. Well, and the thing is, is that Katie...
1: Was just advocating for what Schwartz wanted. Because Schwartz was the first one that said he didn't like it. And then Katie said, then you need to say something about it.
0: Because he didn't have the balls to do it. And it's like... (laughs) uh,
1: Katie was too good for him. I just... Like, Katie has her flaws, but like... He never deserved her.
0: Yeah, Schwartz says in his confessional. Restaurant reservations are down. You know, the bunch of the staff has quit. People have been harassing servers coming in there with a vengeance. Like it was toxic. I don't. I feel like he is. Oh, I, unless there is evidence to the contrary, and maybe I am wrong. I don't know. I feel like he's over exaggerating that people were harassing servers. What? Because to me, like even if you're the biggest like Ariana fan. Why are you harassing waitstaff? Like that, that doesn't make any sense. The waitstaff—you know—the waitstaff didn't do anything, right? But like people, like
1: I—I I don't agree, and I didn't at the time, and I still don't. Didn't agree with people leaving awful reviews, right? Like sure. I, it's like you're taking money out of the waitstaff's pockets, yeah. Um, like I didn't like the fact that people vandalized their bathrooms, um, because who's going to have to clean that? It's not Schwartz. It's yeah. not Sandoval. It's their waitstaff. Now it should be. Uh, absolutely should be, but it's not, it's yeah. not going to be them. It's going to be the people that work for them who are innocent in this.
0: That I agree with. Yeah. But Schwartz says, right now I have a lot of resentment for Tom Sandoval. He said, I'm sorry for putting you in a fucked up position and essentially using you as a shield for my affair. And I'm like, go into detail more about that. What do you mean by that? Using you as a shield? Because, so Rachel on her podcast recently had, is basically saying that Schwartz knew from the very, very beginning. She's, she, she is like, like, she's, Figuring it out that, that that that's the case because the day after the sex in the car in front of their home, Sandoval had called her to talk about it from Schwartz's apartment. Now, that doesn't mean that Schwartz was there. Yeah, but also, th- there's a, she also details how Schwartz's apartment basically became, like, the hideout den for them to have sex and to do all this stuff away from Ariana. She claims, like, Schwartz tried to, like, put his foot down at points, but, like, he would renege, obviously, because it's Schwartz and, like, you know, all that. So it's, like, there was stuff—I do think that it's even more, you know— w- it's it's even more complicity than, like, even we knew at the end of last season.
1: The thing is, is we are never going to know fully. And that is frustrating because it means that we can never truly know whether someone has been accountable for all the things they need to be accountable yeah,
0: for. Yeah. Yeah. That's frustrating. Um I would love for them to just start with something because I'm still right. kind of. I still feel like take ownership Schw- for anything. I still feel like Schwartz doesn't get it. We'll get. Right. We'll get to it. Schwartz talks about like everything he's been through in the last year with the divorce and the restaurant and her, his brother having that cancer scare and stuff like that. And like I, I feel for him in that regard, one thousand yeah. percent. You know
1: what? What bring? What comes to mind here when we're talking about Schwartz and how he doesn't know how to apologize? It. I. Um, I have been rewatching Grey's Anatomy and all mm-hmm. the uh, satellite shows that come out of it, uh, private practice and all of that. Um, there there was a spot on there where a character was trying to apologize to his wife for something. And one of the other characters who is a shrink was like, look, you need to show her that you understand where she's coming from. She needs to be seen. Right. And that's when she's going to be able to forgive you. And then he turns around and gives a generic, you know, I understand where you're coming from. I really see what you've been through. And she goes, what is it that you understand?
0: And he doesn't have an answer. And he
1: goes, I don't know.
0: Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, But that's the thing. Schwartz knows that he needs to apologize, but he doesn't understand why he's apologizing, like you said. Right. And he doesn't like...
1: Because he can't put himself in someone else's shoes. Right. He can't say, how have I betrayed Ariana? Right. What did I do that made her upset?
0: Yeah. Schwartz tells James, part of me felt a little bit banished from the group, like a pariah. And James goes, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. And then Schwartz says, thank you for extending some empathy and realizing that I'm not Tom Sandoval. James then says... You're your best Tom when you're just Tom. You're not your best Tom when you're Tom Tom. Sorry. Which I I was really glad James said that.
1: Yes, I was I James gets to say that, but the fact that Schwartz started it by saying I'm not Tom Sandoval, I'm Tom Schwartz.
0: Well, he he keeps reiterating the I need people to realize that, and he, he does, he did this at the end of the finale last season where he was like, can you release a statement? Because they're thinking that I'm also do like, you're missing the point, dude. Like you're missing the complete point. And he says, you
1: are culpable.
0: Yeah. And he makes the joke about like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Like, it's like, that's not the point. That's not the fucking point, dude. And then Schwartz, uh, Schwartz says he's happy to be in a good pace with James in spite of the kiss with Raquel, which I also find so annoying that it's like, it makes it about, J- I get that it offended James rightfully so, because that was his ex, but it's like, but then again, you still don't seemingly understand why Katie was mad. Right. So you understood
1: why he was mad, but not why Katie was. So that's goes back to, you see that he has a reason for you to, to be upset for you kissing his property, right, but your ex property doesn't have the reason to be upset because she was property. She's not a person she's property because she's a woman,
0: yeah, um, James then also says that he's not drinking because he orders like an espresso or whatever, and that he well he's california sober, he still smokes right, drink. but like, I actually think James looks great, like he you, really does you really see that like he definitely feels better and like more sober and more yeah. like. You know, he's not as ornery, like he, he seems more in tune with himself. Right. And he says that it was a decision he made and Allie did not give him an ultimatum.
1: Right. And I think that that was the main thing because every time he's gotten sober beforehand, it's been, I have to get sober because Vanderpump is forcing me to, I have to get sober because Allie is forcing me to. Or Raquel. Or Raquel is forcing me to, or whatever. He's never done it on his own terms. Yeah. And I think that's what made the difference here. And I think that's what's going to make this ultimately stick. Um, I, I just, he, he looks so much more at ease with himself.
0: Yeah. You really get that vibe. Yeah. Um, James asked if him and Ariana have spoken and towards goes, I mean, in her mind, like I'm an extension of Tom Sandoval. Like, I don't know. No, it's not that you're an extension of Tom Sandoval.
1: It's that you were also involved in this bullshit. It's that
0: She saw scenes of you on the show spreading the narrative that Sandoval wanted out, that she was the problem in the relationship. She was terrible to him. She was doing all this stuff. And then she saw you making jokes at her expense in about like, I feel like Rachel's just like interested in somebody else. And like the joke at the can't glamping, like she's like, uh, it's, it pisses me off. Um, we then go to Sheena and Ariana, and they're going for a spa day um, get-together, and Ariana, this is where Ariana talks more about Dan and how she met him like 10 days after everything blew up at a friend's wedding, and they just sort of hit it off, and they're long distance, he's in New York, etc., um, they cut to Sheena saying, I don't think Ariana has fully processed the trauma with Tom, but as long as Dan doesn't sleep with Ariana's best friend, he's already a giant step up from her ex. Literally. And I think, I understand the worry of just like making sure that you've processed everything and making sure. But I also think Ariana, like Ariana says, like I'm in therapy. I'm like, I think she is doing the work.
1: I do too. The thing is, is that I think she lucked out and that Dan is a good guy because she could have easily, Latched on to someone who wasn't good. Right. But because she's so used to being in a long term relationship. I don't know that she would be able to keep it surface level because yeah. she is so traumatized.
0: And I don't see him being somebody that like is even like gravitating gravitating towards the cameras necessarily, or his, right. or her newfound fame because of all right. of this. Like he he'll, he'll like you'll see him like maybe in the crowd of Dancing with the Stars supporting her, but right. you don't see him like so front facing. Right.
1: She has he hasn't been in commercials with her that she's been doing. Yeah. He's not like doing a guest starring role in that Lifetime movie or anything. Like it, he's not clinging to her stardom, and
0: with how much Sandoval always took away from Ariana's stardom, with like oh, the, you mean
1: putting his name on her drink book?
0: Yeah, and all that stuff. Like, I think it's great for her to have someone that just supports her. Yeah, you know. Um, they're Sheena uh, says that oh, I'm not drinking uh, because she's on like a trial for like Zoloft because uh, for her OCD. Which I saw some people. I, I saw people being like, "How is this becoming like Sheena's?" issue like she makes a comment later at the end which i do think is more a case of sheena doing that but it's like i i also understand like i mean ocd is ocd if you're diagnosed right. with it you have it and like she said she got diagnosed even like six months before everything happened so it was like something that was already i think her pregnancy also like you know yeah was a big factor in that um sheena asked how are you with schwartz and uh Ari goes I haven't blocked on everything. Like when we last talked, I said, you know, we're not going to have a relationship, but not actively like saying fuck off, which we saw on the show. So then he did watch what happens live and was like, people need to go and hug him. Like the whole. Talking
1: about Sandoval.
0: Yeah. And she goes, so I texted him and blocked him. Ariana says they're a confessional. I don't remember exactly what I said to Schwartz, but I don't think it was that bad. And then they cut to Schwartz reading it. It says, fuck you blocking your number. Go chuck on Sandoval's dirty ass dick.
1: And then Schwartz literally goes. For, for the record, I've never choked on his dick. It's like, well, yeah, because when you're a pro, you don't choke.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Schwartz documented throat goes. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh. Okay. Uh, Sheena asked Ariana if she's going to go to Tom Tom though for James's DJing event and Ariana's like, "You know, if they're there, like I'll just go into the bathroom stall and take a shit." <laughs> like so she's she seems pretty cool about the whole thing. Um we then go everyone's getting ready for James's event. Lala and Sheena are getting ready together. Sheena going, "Do you know how many people ask me if I'm on on Ozempic lately? I say no, it's scandalous." It's like, "Okay." <laughs> like but uh, but there's a little darkness in a lot of that humor of that joke ma'am yeah Mm. um ariana's getting ready and she's facetiming dan she says like yeah i'm like nervous and dan goes what are you nervous just the way he said like what are you nervous about felt so genuine and just like not like yeah like he he actually cared you know what i mean Ariana says in the confessional, I shouldn't have to make my life smaller because Tom messed everything up. And if I go there and make new memories, maybe it won't have power over me anymore and I can look at it as just some bar. Right. Which I, yeah, I, I, I was really glad of that. We go to the actual DJ set at TomTom. Tom. There was just something really great. The, the, also, editors, amazing job. Yeah. this was a great edit episode. The scene of Ariana and Katie walking in arm in arm as, uh, as they flash to when they first walk into Tom, Tom arm arm in arm for the opening. Yeah. And it's like, and for both of them, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, so like, you know, um, they sit at the table with all the other women and Ariana goes, do I have to sit right here again? Cause it's the exact fucking spot where like, Jesus fucking Christ. And Sheena goes, you're in better company this time. Um, Lisa's there as well. She says hi to everyone. Uh, Logan's getting drink orders and Schwartz comes up to... Yeah, hold on.
1: Wasn't Kristen with her that night?
0: Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That's not better company. Sure. The, I, I'm also interested why Lala... And, have you seen Lala and Kristen don't like each other, apparently? Like, they're really like... Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. We'll be interested. We will be reviewing The Valley... Uh, yeah. When it comes out like, in a couple months. weeks. Yeah. So that should be, ins- I'm glad to see Kristen Doty back. Yes. Yeah. Um, Schwartz uh, is asking if they want drinks and then Schwartz goes, hi, Ariana. And Ariana just ignores him basically. Like gives them the look and then just turns away. And then Schwartz, this is where I was like, fuck you Schwartz. I'm I, like, this is where I was like, not going to give Schwartz anything after this point. Yeah. Now, you know, she, he says his confessional, Ariana has the wall up. She yeah. is an ice queen. I understand that she has this exalted status. Queen Ariana, patron saint of scorned women. But until that ice melts, I feel like it's going to be hard to make inroads with the rest of the girls. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Like, that tells me you don't understand shit about not just her emotions in terms of you, but anything.
1: Although I will say the title patron patron saint of
0: scorned women Kind of badass. Yeah, I, I I think she'll take that with pride personally. Honestly, but it's just also so like, like I said with like him like being so sympathetic to James and what he did to him, and for him to say something like patron saint of scorned women because it's not just an attack on Ariana, it's attack on like all the women in the group. By the way, right? And it's like you you clearly think so less of women. Yeah, and I don't know where that's been instilled in you, but it's like it is so toxic.
1: I mean, his family's real broy.
0: I think I, there's something in that family dynamic or something that's something like...
1: Something in the Milk a clean.
0: And for him to also be like, until she, her ice melts, I can't make inroads with the other women. As if those other women don't have other... Don't fuck with you for other reasons.
1: Right. Katie has a whole laundry list of reasons she doesn't fuck with you.
0: Yeah. Ariana's getting choked up you know being in the space again and sheena like reaches over to grab her hand and like lisa's comforting her sheena tells her i love you and ariana's like it's, it's just weird and then we see the compilation of like all the moments with tom and ariana and tom tom and like
1: one he has aged like milk oh he looks trash now it's so weird and she's like you can barely tell time has passed for her yeah but like he looks
0: awful. If anything, she looks better. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Like, and it's just, like, also, from just an emotional standpoint, I felt really bad for Ariana watching that compilation. But also, to to watch this episode after that Nick Vile podcast, where Sandoval was like, she, I felt so belittled with her. She never supported me. She always looked down... Da- Bull fucking shit. I am so sorry. You would never, you are never, I get it's a reality show and stuff happens off, you know, nothing on a reality show you can take with a hundred percent, you know, grain of salt. But like, you are not going to have me believe that this woman belittled you and treated you like shit and didn't support you and didn't advocate for you and didn't do all this fucking shit to elevate you. Like, if I
1: remember correctly, uh, the person who didn't support was the boyfriend who went to Vegas on the anniversary of her father's death.
0: To smash things with bulldozers. To smash things with
1: bulldozers.
0: That seems pretty unsupportive.
1: Right. Instead of supporting her cocktail book, insisted on putting his name on it when he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, Like, all of these things that he took from her or didn't support her in and you want to say that this woman who was in the front row of every single one of your fucking shitty ass cover bands concerts. Yeah. Fuck you.
0: The worst. Um, Lala asked Lisa if she can pull her to the side at one point. And so they go off Um, before we get to the conversation. Schwartz comes up to Ariana again to be like, hi, Ari. I hate when he does. He should
1: have left it alone.
0: He did this all last season too, where it's just like, take a fucking hint. I'm sorry. Um, Lala tells Lisa, they're sitting down and she goes, I'm feeling a lot of different ways about this Raquel situation. After taking a step back, what Raquel said about if I go against Tom, I don't have anybody. What I can relate to is feeling isolated. And, well, okay, so we kind of have to look at this whole Lala-Raquel stuff, this episode, like, two ways. I think there's part of it that Lala genuinely believes in terms of, like, I do – and I think, like, watching that those last five minutes where she breaks down and, like, she kind of inadvertently exposes how the, the um, narcissistic elements of how Tom manipulated her. Right. To, like, pit her against everybody. Like, that is illuminating. It was illuminating for us watching it in many ways. So I think Lala Lala truly felt something. I think she was on Watch What Happens Live that night and even expressed it then that she felt something that was, like, you know, with that. That's one part of this. The other part of this is that we were at a point in time in filming... Where they weren't sure if Rachel was coming back or not. Right. And so they needed a way to get her back in. Right. And Lisa's very open. Like when Lala says this, Lisa's like bug-eyed. Like like, yes.
1: Like like Well, because we had heard this, right? We had heard that Lala reached out to Rachel and that um then production asked Rachel to go and have a sit down with Vanderpump and she refused. Yeah. Like we which, we knew all of this coming into this which
0: season. Which honestly, fine. I like, I know Emily on She Speaks Bravo said this a lot, which is just like, I also don't think when she was in a mental health facility was the time to negotiate her contract. No. From like a, like, I think she, I think, I do think there was still a part of it that was money related that right. she's not being completely honest, where it's like, I wanted to, I couldn't do that to Ariana. That's not fully honest. Right. But like, I also think on Bravo's end, don't pursue her when she's like, you right. know.
1: I do think that Rachel owes her
0: a scene. Sure. Next season. Yeah. Some form of apology, some form of growth, something. I think that would be nice. Right. Yeah. Um, Lala says in her I know what it's like to have a guy tell you you're his soulmate and you see your future and you're willing to risk it all. So much that you ignore everyone saying that you're the other woman. And then she starts crying and she goes, And the hardest part about that, me being labeled a homeworking whore, all the names that I've been called, when you lay it all out there, they're all true. And I was like, oh, that made, that made me feel bad. Because it's like, yeah. no, they aren't really all
1: true. Right. Like, 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 you didn't know. You cannot be. It's different than what happened with Rachel. Because Rachel knew what she was doing. Yeah. Was she being lied to by Sandoval? Very likely. But she, at the very least, knew that Ariana was still in this house. That well, Ariana was off, you know burying family members while she's fucking her boyfriend in the in their house yeah probably in their bed yeah you know like there's there's added elements you know there there's a difference between that and what happened between you and randall right
0: there's the part of it of like to to a certain point someone is telling me one thing and then the person who is devoting himself to me is saying a completely different thing, right? Because like, that's what happened with Randall, right? She was being told by other people he has he's married, blah blah blah, and like he was showing. According to Lala was showing her evidence from like the therapy sessions where they broke up and all that. So like there, that element is connected in terms of the two situations, but like you said, there are added parts to it where it makes it makes it more culpable on Rachel's end
1: because Rachel could have had a road back, right? If she had after that initial. Fucking nation! Yeah, if she had gone to Ariana and said, "This is what happened," he told me, "You're broken up." Is that true? Yeah. No. Okay. This is what happened. I know that I broke your trust. I know that we're probably never going to be friends again.
0: But I was given false pretense. But I
1: was lied to, and you deserve the truth. Yeah. If that had happened. Rachel would still be on this show. She would be, I think, in a much better situation mentally because she wouldn't have had to carry that weight of it, right? Yeah. Because whether she did wrong or not in, your, in somebody's eyes, she still had to ge- carry the weight of that guilt for months right. of keeping that secret.
0: But I think it outweighed, like, the, the idea of kind of what Lala talks about, like, the idea of the future with him outweighed it. And that's why she didn't make that move,
1: but the thing is is that there can there couldn't have been a future under under the those false you know right she needed to verify the information,
0: yeah, I agree, I think she has a lot of growing up to do, and I think yeah. like that's also been the thing with her, you know, yeah um lisa tells lala part of me can't believe that she had the balls to stand up to him which i do think is true well she had the balls to stand up to him but then she was continuing to try and date him afterwards so like so. yeah it was, it
1: was it was weird
0: lisa goes i'm happy you aren't as rigid in your position on her maybe she can do with somebody to talk to lisa is the first one to say this and least it's so producer lisa's yeah. a producer um K- katie and sheena are then talking about them evolving in their relationship Katie's like i enjoy us hanging out you know i don't want to revisit anything that happened last summer i want to be able to trust you with the small things and that they're not going to come back against me basically like what happened last year and sheena says i am so sorry for that and that will not happen again and like i i like i like the evolution of this like i will I believe that
1: Sheena means that in this moment. It will remain to be seen whether she holds up her end of the deal. right? Because, I mean, over the last 10 years, we have seen that Sheena is not someone that can be trusted long-term.
0: And it's been really hard with Sheena and Katie for the entire... Like, when they showed all the flashbacks, I was like, yeah, they've never been good. So it's like... No.
1: I mean, and part of that was Stassi being girling. Yeah. Right? Like... We we get that. We know that there was a divide that was not necessarily fair. Yeah. But some of that was completely fair.
0: Yeah. Sheena says her confessional. it's much easier to bond when we have a common enemy and we don't have just one now. We have two. Right. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm glad she's lumping swords in that um lala we see then lala go out onto the loading dock i love the tweet someone we posted whoever it was i whoever it is i love you posted a tweet about like it's like we unlocked another level in a video game we've went from the sir back alley to the tom tom loading dock (laughs) Uh, Um, and she basically sends a voice message to rachel saying that she would like to have a conversation and again also the editing of like lala just being like so nervous about this because Rachel just saw it. Um, You could tell that she saw it or whatever and she's nervous. And they just cut to these like slow-mo scenes of everyone in Tom, Tom celebrating with like quick, quick flashes from last year of everything that happened. Like, like it's like Ariana, like dancing, like, like slow motion dancing with like cuts to her yelling at Tom in the house. And like, it's, it was really well done.
1: Yeah. Beautifully done.
0: Yeah. Um, we then see, go to Schwartz's apartment. She, he's juicing. He's really just hitting all the midlife crisis, like, bullet point. Like, w- with later the stuff with the bugs. Like, this, juicing all the time, the plants. It's just, like, everything. Like It
1: was real weird.
0: Yeah. Um. He says it sounds like a, he's, the dog gets scared or whatever. And he's like, sorry, it sounds like a ghost orgasming. Ew. <laughs> okay. Katie stops by for a dog exchange. Um.
1: I love how she walks in and he goes, you want to sit down for a minute? She goes, ugh i guess <laughs> <laughs> it's, she's so over him but she's like oh, we're gonna film this fucking show he's, I, like, I I'm mi-
0: he's like i'm my she's like i'm miked and you know there's a camera on me well, as well.
1: might as well get a paycheck today <laughs>
0: yeah katie says her confessional besides the dogs tom doesn't get access to my life last summer the way that he spoke about me that's not how my friends treat me and i was like period yeah. 1000 and I wish they showed in the, they showed the flashbacks and stuff and the stuff was bad. I wish they showed what he said on watch what happens live about her being a monster. At that point there's no point of return.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't even show what they what he was saying to her like the like horrendous abusive bullshit he was saying to her in that restaurant in Mexico. Yeah. Like that to me was the worst of it. The mm. way he treated her at that dinner was horrendous. Like I I just there's no words for how nasty that was.
0: Yeah, uh, Schwartz goes. Ariana's not happy with me. Maybe if it's right and it like comes up in the right moment, you know, you could maybe be like Schwartz wants to chat with you, you know, on your time. And Katie. No. <laughs> why? What does Katie? Why does Katie have to be your carrier pigeon? <laughs> but also, why would she like? She
1: has no reason to advocate for you because she doesn't believe in you. Exactly. She doesn't believe you haven't even made up with Katie. Why should she try to get you on good terms with Ariana when you're not on good terms with
0: Katie? Exactly.
1: Fix that first.
0: Yeah. Schwartz is like, I just hope there can be a friendship again, because I really like Ariana. And Katie goes, She's way cooler than Tom Sandoval. Schwartz goes, he's with a drill sergeant. He's going to boot camp. And then Katie goes, I hope he cries. (laughs) And then Schwartz goes, I mean, he cries a lot. Spoiler alert, he does cry a lot on that show. Oh, he blubbers like a baby on that show. Jesus Christ. It's all performative. It so is. He has, like, again, uh, we won't get into it. (laughs) Fucking terrible. Um, The ladies then all get together for, like, a girls' night, all four of them. This was just so cool, seeing all four of them together and just, like, the girl power dynamic. Yeah. She's showing off her bag to Lala. And Lala's like, it, Katie's like, I have a bag just like that. Lala's like, I thought yours was Alexander Wang. And she goes, it is. And, she, and Lala's like, this is from Amazon, though. Because <laughs> she knows. Yeah. Just like, and you can tell they just have a, such a good rapport and dynamic. It feels yeah. really genuine. Katie goes, I saw Tom uh, today. He has pet bugs. And they flashed to Katie being like, no, get the fuck away from me. I'm going to switch it. Like, no. you." The terrible katie goes he mentioned missing you and ariana goes well that's too bad <laughs> lala then goes can i play devil advocate for one moment and then ariana in her professional goes the devil doesn't need any more advocates i'll just say that <laughs> yeah like yeah i'm so sick of the devil's advocate like you yeah. know like very rarely is it necessary and yeah. like you know uh, but Lala said Lala makes a fair point. She goes, I do think that Schwartz needs to make some moves and change the direction of his life. Basically being like, it's on Schwartz to do this, don't get me wrong. But you also have to think about the amount of mental abuse that Sandoval has inflicted upon him for many fucking years. Which fair.
1: I think And a- and good on Lala for being able to see that and say I see what it is like to have, to be with someone who has abused you and, like, mentally completely screwed up the way that you see the world. Yeah. And I see that echoed here. And so d- while he's not innocent by any means... There's still this element here. And I
0: think this is the first time we've actually talked about it on the proper show, right, Right. of, like, Schwartz is being manipulated and abused by this man.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, when they were in Vegas and, uh, you know, Sandoval kicked open the bathroom door and said he's a battered wife, he was talking about him and, and Schwartz, not Schwartz and Katie.
0: 1,000%. Ariana goes, yeah, like, it's the layers of unlearning that I just started. She says, I wanted to get closer to Katie for a long time, and I was always hesitant because Tom Sandoval was always like, just be careful. And that's so fucking true. Yeah. And and so obvious, and it's so frustrating that, like, Sandoval was putting wedges between, like...
1: Well, because that's what a narcissist does.
0: Yeah, isolates. Like,
1: they isolate their victims so that they have no out, so that they have no way to get away from them. And
0: then flips it on her and acts like she was the one doing it. Right. It's so fucking awful. Lala then asks, do you think that's still happening? Because I feel like you have your guard up with me still. And Ariana goes, I don't feel like that now. Lala's like, I can't tell if you like me or, like, tolerate me at times. And Ariana goes... I like you, babe. No, like I like you. Yeah, which I understand. Like Lala and Ariana have always have been like up and down. Yeah, in many ways. Well, and and Lala also
1: is still like deprogramming, right, from yeah. Randall. And so I, she doesn't know what is real what those what perceptions are real and what's clouded by randall
0: and i also think lala is holding on to, and i I want her to maybe vocalize this down the line i think she's holding on remember in the bonus the um extra whatever the extra scene episode whatever where they showed raquel talking to tom and ariana about um the girl's trip in lake havasu and all that and how like charlie was making comments about lala being a mistress and like all this stuff and how Ariana kind of was like lend, right. lending credence. To yeah. Like, but I can't, again, she no, was within that whole bullshit right. at that point. Yeah, I agree. I, I, but I understand why Lala, right. I understand why it makes Lala feel a certain way. Right. Um, Lala says, I know I can be very intense, but behind closed doors, I'm very sensitive. And Ariana goes, we're very similar in that. And I think they are like, they're yeah. very similar individuals. Lala says, I just feel like I'm the dog in everyone's fight, and I just love to defend myself a lot of the time. And she breaks down crying. Ariana comforts her and says, I'm sorry that I didn't trust your judgment, which I think is important for right. Lala here.
1: Well, it also sets up, I think, it. this is the beginning of that context, right, of the I don't see... Why she got cheated on and now she's a god.
0: Yeah. Because I think there's part of that that's in Lola's. Because
1: it's about everybody abandoned her.
0: Right. I think people attribute it to jealousy in terms of, like, brand deals and, like, this. I really don't think that's what it is. No. I think it's like that. She did get, she didn't get the support. Right. In the same. She wanted, like, actual support. Like, you know, someone to be there for her in terms of that. Like Right ariana says i want us to like inner circle our asses off like i want us to be you know together Lala goes you know with the moment that we just had i feel like i have to be very honest with you and i was like oh no oh no but then but here's the thing i think lala's in a rock and a hard place with this stuff and i actually think it's i some people were being like i can't believe lala said that told ariana that she contacted rachel i'm glad she did i think it would have been better I think it would have been worse if she didn't tell Ariana.
1: Yeah, because Ariana has had things kept from her for a long fucking time. Right. And had people close to her betray her and not tell her the truth. So that would likely trigger her. Right. So I think Lala realized that and was like, look, if we're going to be close and we're going to be friends and we're going to be, you know, this inner circle, I need to be honest with you. Yeah. And we're we're not going to start this off with a lie. We're going to be honest. Yeah.
0: And Lala tells her this. And Katie's face. And the way Katie's just like eating fries. Like, you like,
1: <laughs> please go on. Katie's like, are we going to get another Ibby?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. I'm picking out my dress. Um, yeah. Uh, Ariana says in her confessional. And I think Ariana has a point. Ariana says... It is kind of wild that if you think about it, because for maybe a year, if anyone interacted with Lala's ex, she was ready to murder them, cut his balls off, fuck you. I just feel that if the shoe was on the other foot and I was reaching out to Randall's mistress, I wouldn't think Lala would be very happy about it. And I think that's true. And yes, Lala was saying that last season of like anyone, like Schwartz was doing pickleball with Randall. And but again, she
1: never put a boundary around the mistress. She put a, a boundary around Randall. And Ariana put the same boundary out there at the end of last season. Right. She said, I will not have mutual friends with Sandoval. Yeah. That boundary's the same. Nobody has mentioned the mistress. Nobody has... She did not put a boundary in place around Rachel. Like... Yeah. Those are different.
0: Yeah. And I think Ariana... I was happy with Ariana's response to the stuff with Lala. Because I feel like she softened some of her position. Like, some of the hardline position. Part of it's because of the show. Right. But also, I think she has grown and has evolved in many ways to be like, you know... I can just, I, it's not about me. Like I can just like, you know, I know who I am. I'm working on myself. I'm, I'm pushing forward. And right. so, you know, um, I just need to have the trust. And if there's a trust, it's fine. Um, Ariana says, my feeling is like whatever work she's doing, I hope the best for her over there. Right. <laughs> Which I think it's also like, I think that's big of her.
1: Yeah. I think Ariana has realized that as much as rachel was a perpetrator she was also a victim
0: yeah but also i can't be friends with her right for my own sake yeah you know? right so she, well,
1: and she's never going to be able to trust her again
0: yeah and she goes but she's still doing the same stuff she's still in contact with him and they're sending packages back and forth to each other which i agree where it's like i understand she's kind of saying like i understand lala the incentive of like what you're describing but like you have to understand There's by all intents and purposes they're still in a relationship together right from all we know. So it's not really, you know. Yeah. Um, Lala goes, look, I know they're communicating, but hear me out. My ex had me sign an NDA and Katie kind of cuts her off and goes, but Lala, it doesn't always apply. Like, and I, get, I think Katie's point is like, I think Katie can see Lala because Katie and Lala are close enough where Katie knows that Lala reads, like she said before, reads a lot into men's actions and sort of like takes her situation, maybe puts it in places where it doesn't right. necessarily always apply. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Ariana goes, I mean she knew better. She literally came over to my house one time when I was crying, maybe like January, and it was very clear Tom and I were still together and she was consoling me. And it's like Heinous. Heinous. Fucking terrible. Lala goes, Look, I know she's like your guys' little sister. And Sheena goes, I was a champion for her too. For what she did also to me, let's not forget about that too. And I'm like, Okay, Sheena Sheena. Sheena.
1: I know you haven't spoken in this scene yet, but like chill the fuck and, out.
0: And she said in her confessional, this bitch put a temporary restraining order on me. And that changes everything. <laughs> like she, cause she was saying like, if it would be one thing, if it was just an affair, essentially, which like, yeah, I get it. Um, Ariana says, I feel like there are some types of people who look at those conversations as a foot in the door, and there's no foot to be had. Right. Which, again, I think Ariana is clear-headed and not, like, being overly emotional and just, like, setting boundaries, and I think that's important. And Lala hears her, I feel, you know. And Lala tells her, like, I'm in your corner, and Ariana's like, I'm not mad at you. So, like, you know, we're all good, basically. And they all cheers, and they have a good time. And then we end the episode with this fucking end scene. This is the jump scare. The jump scare of the season where fucking Tom pulls up, he's back from New Zealand, he enters the house, it's late at night. It's
1: it's literally filmed like, like he's the serial killer the broke into the house and the the you know the the woman that lives alone is hiding upstairs in the closet and you know, he's stalking around the house, you know that's that's how it's filmed right it's terrifying
0: it's so scary um yeah that was vanderpump rules a great premiere i thought you know again we will see how things go now that Sandoval is in the mix so we'll we'll be ranting probably a lot um okay so let's move on into real housewives of beverly hills for this week um i again love this episode and i thought like well, like I was saying before, a very emotional episode in many ways. Like I, I tweeted about it on the Gay and the MB page. Like I, this is an episode where we finally get to see Sutton in her full like character and like sort of like seeing her well roundedness as a human being. And I found like that this is what I've always been missing from Sutton in many ways. Mm-hmm. I knew it was there, but we never they never showed it really. Right. And like yeah, this is I I just really love this whole thing. Yeah,
1: I I really thought this was great. We got to see you know Garcelle in a new light. You know, um, her and I, I really just love her and Erica being horny together. No, it's great. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, th- like literally the only thing that pissed me off about this episode was Erica's comments about Crystal.
0: We'll get to it because again, it's a little. One step forward, three steps back with Erica. Slightly, <sighs> um, we come back and Crystal. We're still tending the crystal uh, out uh, outside of the car when she's freaking out and her veins are popping out. Crystal's like, "These are like stroke symptoms," and she's like, "Really?" Freak- she explains later that she has a history in her family of stuff to where like she had to be very wary of like when things feel like a stroke, and so like she thinks that's essentially what's happening. Um, and <laughs> they okay, whatever d- gets to move. The group forward, cool, but they're really playing up this like Anna Marie really was there for Crystal and really like swooped in. They act like she did like brain surgery on her, she just was like there for her. I don't like, she, which is nice as a human, but yeah, but she didn't do anything that anybody else could have done. Yeah, like I don't get it. Um, like she literally she just tells Crystal uh, to lay down in the car or whatever because it's better great like i don't like what does that like do i don't know like and for but it's just for anna marie to be like interconfessional talking about this is really scary with crystal but giving crystal repeatedly insulting and degrading my profession the irony of what's happening right now is literally shocking i'm like there's no irony because she didn't insult your profession, she didn't want. Yeah, she didn't insult your profession. So it's the and the fact that she's still on What's What Happens Live, still saying that. It's like no, shut up. You you. She just noted that you're a fucking liar. Like well,
1: I don't remember who it is that said it. it I think it was, it may have been on Twitter. It may have been somebody one of the the big accounts podcast account things. But somebody said, you know what was really insulting to your profession is the fact that. You keep overestimating your job title. Yeah. Like, you're the one who is not confident in your profession, not anybody else. Right.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's just great. I mean, and again, she's nice to Crystal, and I think that's good as a human. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't get the connection. No. Um, Crystal's blood pressure is one seventy seven over one hundred eight, which is really high. So, like, that's what it, what the basically the issue is. And they go to take her to the, os- uh, the hospital. Um, Sutton. So, but they're right by the. I didn't realize that they were literally right by the church. It's like on top of this like giant like swirling yeah. road, which I think is kind of cool. Um, Sutton says okay so let's light a candle and Erica goes I already did this shit because Gar- I guess like in the time that Crystal was being tended to she goes in to the church and does like a prayer thing, like <laughs> and then uh, I love Crystal going okay well maybe don't say shit around a church <laughs> <laughs> um, Erica Erica talks about I, I, I literally forgot that she had that chapel in her house with Tom wild like which was so odd at the time <laughs> like I, I- I completely forgot
1: about that shit. How long ago was that, Jesus?
0: Well, from when that scene was filmed, like I would say, like seven years.
1: What season was that? It was
0: like six or seven. Like, okay. but like, yeah, it's yeah, um, it, yeah. Uh, they're like they're gonna light candles. Dorie asked Sutton if it's okay if she doesn't because she's Jewish and it's you know, she's like, I can set an intention anywhere. I can set it in the bathroom. You could also set it here with a candle. Stop sure. being a bit. It's just a candle. I, I mean, I get it it's, if you're in a church. I, I'm slightly sympathetic to it, but it's like... But also, like,
1: nobody is saying that you have to pray to anyone in particular. Yeah. It's a, a symbolism thing. It's you are lighting a candle because you are putting the energy into the world of hoping that crystal gets better
0: yeah that's all that's it
1: the entire point whether that energy is directed towards you know your god or to a saint or to you know joe blow down the street nobody gives a fuck just like participate and be respectful yeah
0: um sutton lights a candle for crystal and also lights one for her dad um, She says her confessional, being closer to God for me means being closer to my father. People talk about suicide. In the Catholic Church, you go to hell. I was raised Presbyterian, so I believe he's not in hell. I believe that he's with God in heaven, which I also think is so – like I I think people – I think the Catholic Church needs to fix that because like that is like a really yeah. fucked up like – you know, I mean the Pope has been really good lately on stuff. So like maybe they can do something about that. But
1: Well, yeah, but like – the pope has been really good on stuff and then like the rest of the catholic church will just say well we're not following that right it's like denouncing thousands of years of doctrine of the pope being you know the the mouthpiece of god like now because he doesn't agree with you and your bigotry now it's a problem now he's no longer the mouthpiece Convenient.
0: Okay okay um erica goes down on your knees anna marie i'm like erica <laughs> you're in a, i'm sorry you're in a church <laughs> like, like, like i'm not the most religious person but jesus um at, at one point they all finish but kyle and sutton are still in the church and they're in uh the pews uh sitting next to each other sutton tells uh kyle a friend of mine dreamed about my dad the other day my father said in the dream that i should i should know that i was right and he was tired and then Kyle shares that she was uh, a psychic had told her that Lorene is telling is telling her that like she doesn't understand what happened to her, and so they're kind of commiserating over that. Um, Sutton tells her, "Here's the thing, Kyle. We're never going to get those answers. Just know that he's at, that she's at peace right now." And it's really an emotional moment. And Sutton tells Kyle, "I'm sorry I haven't been a better friend," and like hugs her. And then Kyle says, "You have been a good friend. It's okay." And here's the I would have people were pointing out. I do think Kyle needed to also apologize to Sutton, but I don't think that's going to happen without a big fight. And it's like, not. And
1: Sutton is is also tired. And she's like, I'm, I just, I don't want to fight with you anymore. And
0: I think like here, well, yeah. And part of it is, I mean, Kyle's even said explicitly, like even as I was a child, I couldn't say sorry. She said that when talking about like Lorraine and stuff like that. So I think it's just something about her in many regards, not to say that she should be off the hook for it. But like, there's that her big age. I know,
1: I know. You you gotta you gotta go to therapy and get past that shit. Yeah,
0: you know, she's older than Tom Schwartz. and if Tom Swartz can't like, if we can hold Tom Schwartz accountable, you know. Um, but I do th- I understand also like Sutton feeling the need to apologize to Kyle, even if like her intentions were correct and like all that stuff, because I do think like with what Kyle was going through with her friend's death, I think that is a very sensitive place, and like, you know. I would, you know, I understand airing on the side of sensitivity. And so that, you know, right. th- I, I get that. Um, Crystal is FaceTiming them from the hospital to give her them an update. She's on medication and basically on a drip. Um, but that she's going to be okay. You know, a
1: lot of people were criticizing the cast for not going with her.
0: Anna Marie does. Well, I watched about Anna Marie does offer when they first take her. Right. And the producer says, we're sending somebody.
1: So Right. But, you know, like people don't realize Production is in charge, especially on cash trips. Yeah. Like, you don't get to just decide you're going to do something different. Yeah. It's not how this works. You signed a contract. You want to get paid? You go by the contract. You get in that church. (laughs) Right,
0: <laughs> um, they arrive in Old Town Barcelona for like dinner or for lunch and shopping. Um, Garcelle was completely right. Sutton's hat is so ugly, and it makes Awful. it makes her look like she's that the monster in Beetlejuice. You know the one that's like um, it's like a. Um, like a serpent kind of like, um, I, I wish I had a photo to show you.
1: No, I know the one that goes through the sand. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah, that's it, black and white. It it's it's Beetlejuice.
0: Yeah, it makes her look just like it.
1: Oh, to me, what I was getting was, um, you know, on Fat Albert, one of the kids has <laughs> yes,
0: a, yes, yes, yes. a beanie
1: that comes down and has the holes for eyes. That's what it looks like to me.
0: Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, uh, they are introduced to Manolo, who's playing a guitar to sort of like welcome them and show them around the shopping and all that stuff Duri goes como te llamas because of course and and Manolo goes it's Manolo (sighs) and Duri goes like Blahnik (laughs) like Manolo Blahnik because of course um they all sit down to eat um Marcellus is facetiming Anna Marie with the kids in the car like taking them to school and Anna Marie goes daddy I can't see you and they all cackle and they go do you say daddy and she's like when the kids are in the car like and and i love erica just being like i've got a few men lately daddy (laughs) like Uh, yeah it's any they really are sex crazed on beverly hills right now particularly well so many of them are single that's the thing
1: like yeah like the only people who are married right now are anna marie crystal and kyle the other three are, are single, and Kyle's about to be single. And it's like, and Anna Marie's about to be gone. So, like, Crystal's <laughs> the only one going to be married next season. Crystal's the
0: last one standing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anna Marie talks about, like, because the, the Crystal thing comes up, she, she talks, so, like, she's really sensitive to people questioning her profession or whatever. Erica says, quite honestly, it's hindsight right now. I can't imagine her saying anything like that again. I was like, okay, Erica, Erica's got a big heart on for crystal right now because yeah. And it's because of the earring stuff, but it's like, it's so which misguided. she mentions. Yeah. Um, Garcelle then just goes, I want to take this opportunity because Dorit and I had more than a hiccup. I love that. She's like, we're going to talk about this. Uh huh. She goes, there was something about how you talked to me that made me just feel a certain way. Dorit goes. When I said that I wasn't thinking about, and then she pauses, and Erica goes, "Race." When she when she's saying, "When I said the comment about you being aggressive or attacking me, I wasn't thinking about." And Erica finishes her sentence and goes, "Race." And Garcelle goes, "But that's my whole point." Right. Right. You weren't thinking about race. Right. And that's the problem. Like, th- this is
1: why I can't get with people who are mad at Garcelle for being friends with Sutton because. It's like the difference is that Sutton was told, hey, the phrase I don't see color erases the experiences of black indigenous and other people of color. Right. So like you you do have to see color and you have to contextualize everything that we're experiencing within the like the entirety of our experience. I thought you were about
0: to say in the bubble.
1: (laughs) No. Um, uh, Um, (laughs) But Dorit still is not understanding that every interaction with Garcelle, you have to take the fact that she is a black woman into consideration. Right. Because she doesn't get to take her blackness off and put it over here when she's interacting with you.
0: Right. Exactly. Dorit then goes, you called me a Karen. And I'm like, well, she said that you were exhibiting Karen-like behavior. And
1: even then she said unconscious. She even gave
0: you that. right? But of course, the biggest offense is being called a Karen. Garcelle then has to go, I don't think anybody here is racist. Here we go. Again, you're putting her in that position. And also it was so annoying when she says this. Erica goes, no no it's like okay erica like it's the biggest offense is not that you guys are racist like like i feel like we we took a misstep
1: as a society and we we made it to where the worst thing you can be called is racist instead of where the worst thing you can be is racist right like i would be so much more upset to be racist. Than to be, than called, to be called racist. Because if someone's going to call me racist, they're at least going, hey, you need to check yourself. Right. And then I get to go, oh, good. I get a spot where I can be a better person. Right. But I'm also hurt that I hurt someone. Right. Because whether or not I was being racist is not actually up for debate. Exactly. like, like Dorit's not there. Dorit, you have to accept that when a person of color tells you you were being racist, that is not up for debate. You were being racist. Now you can decide where to move from there.
0: Right. and Because c- we establish it with everything else that actions are not the same as like all- – not always the same as people, right? Right. And that – yeah, it- it's just crazy. Garcelle goes, but there are certain things that make me feel a certain way. My opinion is you lived a very sheltered life, and you don't understand the walk that I've w- had to walk. She kind of, I will say, I hated her response, but she kind of sets Dorit up for this, I think. Because then Dorit goes, I really, really appreciate you saying all of this. I want to learn and know about your plight. That's, again, that sounds nice. You just don't seem like a person that does, but like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and she goes, just so you understand that this little bubble that I lived in that you believe is very different. My father was Israeli. We moved when I was very young because we lived in a town where we were the only Jewish people. And my brother and I, people were saying anti Semitic remarks to us. Like and so she details it more like in her confessional about sort of the experience of that. And yes, that experience is really fucking terrible. And it is anti Semitic and it is something that should also be talked about with the same concern. Right. As anti black racism. Right. It's also not the same thing as anti black racism in terms of America. Right. Like, it is a
1: different experience because at the end of the day, you and your family were still white.
0: Right. And you could
1: hide your Jewish ancestry and say, no, we're not Jewish. We're, you know, we're, we're uh, just good old Christians just right. like y'all. But
0: if any, if anyone on this cast had made some offhanded comment that sort of implied or was sort of a, a leaning towards the idea that, for example, like that, that Jews were in control of money, right. right. Or some sort of stereotype or whatever your response would be much like ourselves. And that's the whole point.
1: Right. So like, cause you can see your struggle, but you refuse to see
0: hers. Right. And, and like, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, yeah. Dory goes, I'm not by any means comparing, but I felt that it wasn't a fair characterization of me. And Gar... (laughs) Right, but I think, like... Garcelle didn't even characterize you. She was characterizing your actions. Right, that's the thing. She was characterizing you based off of how you were treating her, not because of your background. Right. Well, and the issue was, again, there was so
1: much less of this issue that that was Dorit saying that garcelle attacked her right right because if that had been all that it was but then the second that it was brought up it was corrected and we moved forward that would have been it it would have been dropped it wouldn't have been an issue but the problem is is that she doubled down refused to acknowledge it and then now we can see in today how she doubled down not only in confessionals but also On Instagram when the episode was airing.
0: The whole, like, the Garcelle giving you the pass of you not being racist, it's kind of dissolved now after the child bride comment. Um, Just saying. Right. But, like, also, like you said, like, then you go on to post about being happily in your bubble. And it's like, then you don't you learn nothing. You learn nothing. They leave on a nice enough moment where they hug and stuff like that. And Garcelle takes it. It's like, I think that's really important to hear that. Thank you for sharing that. And she says, and I, and can I say, I know we talk about the Birkins and the bags and the fashion, but this is the stuff that really bonds us. And so Garcelle's giving Dorit this. So. Okay. Because she knows, it, I I don't have to be upset about it because it's on Garcelle. I I like it's it's what Garcelle feels comfortable with, and that's what matters. It's but not at the, for me, either. but at the end
1: of the day, it's also because Garcelle knows how she's going to be attacked over any of this, so she knows she can't let it go on too long. Yeah, because then she's going to be painted as the angry black woman.
0: Yeah, and the, and at the minuscule moments in which you know they she already confronted Dorit, she did get that. You know, she yeah, she got exactly that, and so that's yeah. Um, They head back to the residence as Sutton is uh, getting – she's going to bring her friend from the dance company that she met, Trevor, and some of his friends uh, over to the house. She says her professional, I want the ladies to know a part of me that's not this alimony-collecting, gala-going, vodka-drinking, erratic crazy lady that they think that I am. And I was like, I'm glad that we did get that. Like, not to say that I I love all those parts of Sutton. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. But it's like we really did get the full depth of her. Yeah. Um. But they're leaving and they're, but Dorit and Kyle are like pissed that they didn't go shopping at all. And Dorit goes, you taking us out and not letting us shop. You should be ashamed of yourself. And then Kyle just runs into a store and they're just hijacking it. And Sutton literally has to be like, okay, I'm going to give you all three minutes. I'm going to set a timer.
1: <laughs> and then she literally sets a timer and like, they're running around like crazy people just like trying to get, like, there's this bit where Dorit's like, <gasps> This fan is
0: 300
1: years old. It's like, what?
0: She buys like seven antique fans. And it's like, what? Like, of all the things. <laughs> what are you going
1: to do with those?
0: I love Kyle. at one point. It's like, this ring doesn't fit me, but I'll take it anyways. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wild. Insane. Um, they arrive back and Crystal's already at the house. They go to her room to check on her. And this is where she talks to her professional that her family has like a history of blood pressure, hypertension. And so that was a really scary moment for her. She cries. Um, and Anna Marie comforts her and all the women comfort her. She says in her confessional that she really appreciates Anna Marie being there for her. Cool. Fine. Fine. Yeah, moving on. Um, the ladies go getting glam cause they're getting ready for the dinner, which is also a paella making class. They say it's a class, but it's re- They don't actually do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Didn't they have a
1: quote-unquote class that was a cooking class recently on another show that was similar? I
0: think it was Miami, but they did. At least Miami, it was pizza, and they were at least, like, stretching the dough. Okay, yeah. Because Erica says later, like, I don't know how to make paella. I don't even know how to make bacon, egg, and cheese. It's like, you didn't have to do anything, so you're fine. You could just drink. <laughs> which is, um, Sutton uh, talks about how everything's just going crazy because Mercury's in retrograde, which it's like, yeah, just use that excuse. It's fine. Um, oh my God, Kyle FaceTiming Mauricio and then Mauricio kind of pulling a Juan Dixon sort of because it's dark and she can't see anything, but like the phone cuts out the connections bad or I think it's innocent. But now every time with the Juan Dixon stuff, I'm like, I mean, yeah, it (laughs) just doesn't look good. It's like, he's fucking her right now. (laughs) Like you just can't see it. Um, this is... Uh, Erica's getting her glam done. And she's going, now we're going to have to entertain Sutton's friends with this paella cooking. She says they're erudite. It means sophisticated and educated. Whatever. <laughs> I, Erica... Re, like, again, the whole earrings thing. I, I, The fact that that article came out was the worst thing that happened to Erica th- on this season. And then she said... And I was confused who she was talking about. You had to clarify. But she then goes... She, couldn't, she shouldn't have talked about me in those earrings. Reversal of fortune, honey. I told them. And you, I was like. That, yeah, Crystal. It's <laughs> not Crystal. Like, she's having
1: this high blood pressure shit as a karmic punishment for bringing up the earrings.
0: It's like, Erica. Like. It's like,
1: I, I want to love her so much. And I think a part of me always will. But it's like,
0: girl, I need you to like put this shit down. Yeah. Did you watch the trailer I sent you for the Housewife and the Hustler? Where they're gonna? No. It's it's where Erica has the the get together with the victims and right. stuff like that.
1: I think I'll be happy to because I didn't watch part one.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm nervous based on the trailer because she at least from what they show I get it's the trailer. It feels like she's in Erica mode. And I'm like, that's the wrong place to. Be yeah.
1: In. I just. I. I don't trust those. Sh- that to be even handed. Yeah. I trust it to be pretty railroady. So I just. I don't. I don't know that I necessarily want to watch it, but I do want to see the scene with her and yeah. the victims.
0: Well, and also like, from the trailer, they're also, I think, going into the Marco Marco stuff in Okay. Well, as well. So, yeah. uh,
1: but again, I still don't know if I can trust them to be objective about that stuff. I do believe that Erica's in the wrong in that situation, but, like, how bad are they going to paint it? Right. Are they going to paint it much worse than it actually is? Like, I just... I when the entire point of what you're doing is scandal and it's not uh it's not journalistic.
0: Yeah, it it it, it is a little like tr- people have been so like getting to like the true crime stuff nowadays right. to where it just you it, you do risk that thing where it just becomes entertainment, and it's not And you
1: know. and most of it is just conjecture and conspiracy theory type tying things together. It's like, you can't trust anything that comes out of that.
0: Yeah. Um, Sutton's friend, Trevor arrives with his friends, the Ariadites. <laughs> uh, Sutton talks in a confessional. We would get in so much trouble together. It's how I learned words like conflama and fricaccia and what teabagging was. <laughs> Jeez. I was like, you learned teabagging like in your twenties In like, like I, that's surprising to me. Like I thought you would learn it in like this group. I can it Just uh, no. She had she had a life in New York. Yeah. The producer asked Sutton, "What are your thoughts on teabagging?" And Sutton goes, "Not opposed to it." <laughs> Jeez. Uh, new man in in Sutton's life. Be warned. Um, Trevor. Oh, so also Trevor is a delight. By the way, he is so effeminate and gay and southern. And oh, like, he's fabulous. Yeah, he's great. He's
1: giving me. Um uh murray bartlett in uh white lotus season one
0: well people were saying that people were like oh this is also giving the vibes of white lotus season two and sutton is tanya and yes like but but specifically he was giving me the vibes
1: of the guy that ran the hotel in season one
0: yeah that that's probably more accurate uh, oh my god. Trevor introduces herself to himself to Erica who is blitzed and <laughs> right fucking now coming into this. She goes, "Oh, we've heard a lot about you." Sutton, she's a beautiful soul. I was just saying nice things about you, darling. And Sutton's look at her looking at her like but it's like
1: Erica is so like her during this dinner is wild. Crazy. It's like, how does she know all of this shit?
0: No, oh, we'll get to that. Like,
1: it's like, she, does she have, like, a, a world almanac under the table or something that she's, like, checking facts? Like, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Tr- uh, Erica goes, where's your cocktail? And Trevor goes, you should go ahead. And she goes, no, you should go ahead. And he goes, no, you should go ahead. And she goes, no, you should go. <laughs> it was wild. Uh, Storm comes in to introduce the ladies to start the paella stuff. He goes, hi, ladies. And just immediately, Erica goes, Storm! <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, so Storm is cooking the paella with his dad, Servace. One of the two. Um, they start cooking, and Servace, like he's talking to Garcelle and Crystal and says that he's Storm's dad. And Garcelle goes, Oh, I saw the resemblance. And then she goes, turns to Crystal and goes, I'm going to go for that, dad. (laughs) Crystal says, I'm 10 minutes ahead of you. And Garcelle goes, hello. Forget the child.
1: (laughs) Also, Crystal, you're married. Yeah.
0: Well, I think she may say, I was catching on that you were going. Oh, I got it. It's it's yours, Garcelle. Garcelle says, I could see myself being a stepmom to Stormy. (laughs) I mean, you need to burp him and (laughs) breastfeed. Crazy. And then some one of the one of the areadite women says some just something nice to service and she just whispers Garcelle whispers to Crystal, trip her. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um they all sit down to eat. Um Dorit goes, So I fully to Trevor goes, so I fully expect you to divulge every single dirty detail about this one. And I'm like, Oh God, you're gonna embarrass her. But it, it ended up working well.
1: It ended up being great. Trevor
0: actually. goes she was so mean to me. I would try to get her attention and throw paper clips over my shoulder. And she would say, Trevor, stop it now with that Southern drawl. And Garso goes, we've heard that tone. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was like, it was playful and just yeah. sort of like, yeah. Uh, Trevor goes, Sutton lived in Brooklyn. And Erica just goes, Brooklyn, what a dump. <laughs> I was like, oh no, okay, all right. I was so worried. I thought they because they play something in like the sort of like like coming up thing where I was like, oh, Erica's gonna ruin this, and like that's terrible. Like, um, but she ended up being oddly charming. Yeah, it's crazy. But she talks in confessionals how she
1: was used to. Doing this sort of shit with Tom
0: because she would have to sort of like network with these people and right. sort of like when you're Tom Girardi's wife, you have to also be like you know, she like act like you care at the very least. Yeah, like she says, like sometimes they can be really snippy, but if and like up their own ass or whatever. But the when they're not, they're great. So yeah, um, Derek says her confessional. I like hearing about Young Sutton. She wasn't always very wealthy. She just likes to pretend that she was. I don't think she ever pretended – she says at one point, her, and I guess it's in her professional, but she says at one point, like, I had, like, no money when I was in Brooklyn, like, starting out. I would buy, like, cheap, the $5 dresses, like, cheap, you know, whatever. So I don't think her she – Her and
1: Jessel, poorer in the fashion industry. <laughs>
0: again, much like her and Crystal. I don't think she, like, flaunts her wealth in a way that's, like, you know, so yeah. flashy. I'm sorry, the only people that, the person that portrays themselves to be wealthy when they are not is you, Dorit. Uh Uh-huh.
1: How how much does your husband owe the federal government?
0: Yeah, did he pay that gambling debt back? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sutton goes, I was dating Christian at the time. Kyle goes, she met Christian at 14 years old. And Erica goes, 14? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Just so loud and just... Trevor goes, It was so much fun being with Merce. And and uh, Erica then cuts in and goes, Can I say something? I know you love Merce, but Merce was in a Ziploc bag. And I was like, Oh, no. Like, this is where I was like, I felt like I could feel Sutton, like, with how things went yeah. bad in Vegas. I yeah. was like, I, I was like, This teasing is like, I, maybe you think it's playful, but it's like, I think Sutton. This means a lot to Sutton on a very personal level. And so I was like, oh, God, like, you're going to ruin this. But Sutton takes it in stride, which I appreciated. She goes, Kyle's mother's ashes are in the bathroom right now. And (laughs) Kyle describes it. It's in her guest bathroom because she's like, I didn't want anyone to, like, knock them over or, like, you know, like, I didn't want it to be like a. Yeah. Anyone that
1: thinks that that's disrespectful. Number one, you can't just put ashes in anything going through TSA. Yeah. Um, also, ashes are delivered to you in a plastic bag. Like, that's how they come from the crematorium. So I, it's not that strange. it's not disrespectful.
0: Yeah. They ask about the other area diets, like who they are and sort of get their background. This woman, Monica, goes, I'm from Philadelphia, but I like to say that I'm from the land where Beanie Siegel is king. And Erica goes, Beanie Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> and also, she said, "Well, no." She goes, "Bean," because she has a mouthful of food as she's like yelling about this. And I love Dorit not knowing going on. Going on goes, "Bean sickle." What's bean sickle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have to look that up later. <laughs> Um, There's another woman, Amira, and she talks about she grew up in, like, Lebanon and Morocco and Egypt. (laughs) Did you cringe as much as I did when she goes, my father's Lebanese and my mother's Palestinian from Gaza? And I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Because you know Dorit's viewpoint. We see her Instagram. Uh, mm. (laughs) Yeah, we won't get into (laughs) that. uh but then this is like you said where Erica gets full on sort of like just invested in like engaging in the conversations. Amira talks about like you know talk about her family like they worked on a seed bank in Aleppo, Syria and she goes coming off of the fertile crescent, right? <laughs> Wild. And like Like I knew
1: that cuz I paid attention in social studies. I didn't
0: fucking know that.
1: Oh you didn't know about the fertile crescent? I don't
0: know geography. Like
1: uh, yeah, so the fertile crescent is this area in the Middle East that is like really fertile. Okay. Like, as opposed to, like, everywhere else, which is kind of, like, arid because it's desert.
0: Yeah. But she knew the history of, like, the civil wars and stuff like that in Syria and all, and just, like, crazy stuff. Just tells you how many times she's had to
1: hobnob with people from that area of the world with Tom Girardi.
0: Yeah. And Garcelle just turns to her and goes, who are you? And Erica goes, it's a long story. Yeah. (laughs) Still just drunk and slurring. Um, Sutton tells everyone, This has been a complete pre- pleasure. And then she pulls out Merce, and Erica just goes, Merce is in the purse. <laughs> Jesus. And Sutton had the patience of a saint. I really she, it.
1: she must have gotten it at the church.
0: Yeah, And Sutton goes, Compliments to our chef. I think we scared away Storm and his father. And Garcelle goes, I think his father's in my room. <laughs> and then Erica fucking turns her and goes, When you finish, get him a Viagra and send him to my room. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horny devils, and then Eric, like they cheers, but then Erica just starts to leave before everyone else and goes, "Good night, thank you, and very much be done."
1: <laughs> Look, as drunk as she was, she was wearing five inch heels stilettos she was stumbling a little bit a, a little bit but on those cobblestones she was doing better than most people would sober
0: <laughs> yeah they go back to their fucking rooms and garcelle or erica's in garcelle's room on her bed with sunglasses being like what's going on and like doing weird dances <laughs> 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 Fucking, it's crazy but as this is happening so we get this really sweet moment with trevor and sutton by the bar where he goes you were kind of good at two shoes back in the day and Sutton goes i wasn't good at two shoes and she, he goes. You were not as comfortable in your own skin as you are today. You've come into your own. And Sutton goes, "Thank you." She, and then Trevor goes, "That's why I always called you lady because I knew you would always grow up to be a beautiful lady." And I was, I it broke my. It was like, oh, it was, It felt so sweet, and it was like you were saying last week about like. When she was describing Merce Cunningham and, like, sort of, like, the person who can understand her weirdness. Right. And it's, like, that's really what it is. Like, Sutton's, yes, she's weird and kooky and all these things and, and, and complicated and emotional and, you know, defensive sometimes and all this stuff. But she really just wants someone to understand her. Right. And it's, like,
1: you know. And that's one of the things that I love about her and Garcelle's friendship because they are so different. But, like, Garcelle's just, like... Yeah that's who you are And I'm not gonna make fun of you for that Like that, that's just you Yeah Like That's what you do That That's what friendship is
0: Yeah it really is Trevor goes you're right where you're supposed to be And Sutton goes so is Merce Right on top of my Dolce and Gabbana Because <laughs> he's <laughs> her, 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 Like a little compact and all that. Very sparkly he would like that <laughs> It was sweet um, they wake up the next morning and they're getting ready. Um, Garcelle is checking on Crystal and checks her blood pressure and it's still like one fifty. Yeah, one fifty
1: over like one ten.
0: Yeah, she's like still high, but that's okay. She's like not wanting to scare Crystal, basically. Yeah. Um, Sutton gives Kyle a flower necklace for the ceremony that they're doing because she's basically wants to like people to like set their intentions and like put the and it's it's for Merce and all that stuff, but it's also for themselves and so. Um, it's, it's going to be a, you know, nice little ceremony.
1: It's, if I remember correctly, this seems similar to the ceremony that they did, uh, on ultimate girl strip in Thailand. At the end. Yes, 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 yes. Of the, I'm letting go of something, here's the flowers out into the water.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was, it's the same ceremony. I don't I, know. It wasn't
1: exactly the same because they weren't throwing anything. They were like setting something down in the water. Mm. But it's it, it's the same spirit.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dorit is FaceTiming her son Jagger. Um, her mom is with the kids, but she's kind of annoyed that PK won't be at that isn't at the house to where at least one parent can be there. Like, so she's just, it's, a, it's more stuff about like his scheduling and just being out of town all the time and just like not being there. Um, we go back to Sutton's, uh, Oh, Dorit is also married. What were you confused? Well, we didn't list her earlier. Oh, okay.
1: Although the hell she may not be married next season either.
0: Yeah god willing no i'm kidding they have <laughs> um sutton uh is getting ready and she just starts crying out of nowhere which i we figure out why but sutton goes why am i losing it and and her um assistant is like it's just an emotional thing it's coming to the surface kyle comes in and she's like what's happening like what's wrong sutton goes i don't want to open the ashes i think there's a lot of my dad wrapped up in all of this and she's you could tell very emotional and as much as i critique kyle i actually thought kyle was very good here being there for her and it was like at least there was a moment where she could like sort of be there for sutton right where which she
1: hasn't been doing
0: yeah yeah
1: and 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 she finally actually showed up for this person who she claims is her friend
0: yeah sutton talks about like part of it is like she lost her dad's ashes at one point during like moves and stuff like that and, and all that um, and so she feels like this is also letting go of her dad, and also letting go of her marriage in certain ways. Um, th- that it's symbolic in different ways. Um, yeah. In terms of that, um, she she describes about with her divorce that she initially wanted to just separate, and for them to go to couples therapy. But then once he moved out, that he moved out, he filed, yeah. which was like a big jarring moment to her. Um, she, she says, you can't name three more important men ever in my life. And I got to let them go. I'm 52 and I have to be the 24 year old girl that moved to New York again.
1: And it's like, that's heartbreaking. Yeah.
0: It's, I, I really resonated with Sutton in just terms of like, as someone who's lost a parent, like, like finality and the sort of like, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's difficult. And it was just like, you know. And I mean,
1: I haven't lost a parent, but I've lost a sibling. And, you know, we've both picked up and moved across the country and kind of had to let go of
0: lots of things, yeah. lots
1: of things that we were leaving behind. And so I really, I really did resonate with her a lot, you know. Um, and it just, um, Sutton, if you're listening, you are seen. Yeah. Like the audience sees you, and the audience is resonating with you and i know that we aren't in your life to give you that on a day-to-day basis but like you you are representative of what a lot of us are going through so
0: and you're open and the openness in this episode probably helped a lot of people yeah yeah um yeah that was a great episode of beverly hills really fantastic stuff um we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then when we come back we're talking the newest episode of real housewives of miami don't go anywhere
1: Welcome back to again is Let's head on down to Mexico City where the ladies go to church and then decide to be bitches on a boat. On Real Housewives of Miami.
0: Real Housewives of Miami for this week. This was a up and down episode in terms of emotional like wild. Like also I Lisa's spiraling. We're get, we'll get to it. I really feel bad. I feel bad for Lisa, but also I'm like Girl, like, getting the therapy, like, cause this ain't, honestly, this ain't working. Honestly. I almost think she should have taken
1: the season off. I mean. I'm glad that she didn't because it's exposing all the shit with Lenny. Right. Because if it wasn't on the show and it wasn't being exposed, it could be denied. This is proving and documenting all of his bullshit.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, We started the episode. Nicole has now arrived in Mexico City. She got in late last night because uh, she had a 24-hour shift, and so she just took a red eye. Um, But Julia, the next morning, is visiting Nicole in her room as they're doing their makeup. Uh, She tells her about the last night's dinner. You were confused because Julia also is saying that they were naked.
1: Yeah, they're clearly wearing skin-toned, like, underwear. And, like, they're talking about being able to see their balls. And it's like, no, you're not. Right, You can't. They're wearing did they think that Bravo was gonna blur it?
0: I, yeah, I really you suggested that last week and I was like, maybe that is what it is. I don't know. Like, like that's the only
1: thing that's making sense because like they clearly were wearing like nude colored underwear. Yeah. I don't get it.
0: Um, Larsa, so they all come down to the lobby to meet before they head to the church. Larsa <laughs> Well, was like, Are we dressed appropriate? I have a sweater. I was kind of like, okay. Oh, I mean, like, great, you did it for fashion, and it wasn't really. that I mean, like, it really. It's such a big church, and it's very like communal in terms of like tourism and stuff like that. To where it's like, it's not like you're going to church right. necessarily. And
1: I didn't think anything that anybody was wearing was that egregious. Um, no, I didn't even think that Lisa's was that bad because it's just it's midriff, but she didn't have any like. It's like cleavage out,
0: and like it's panel. It's like paneling, and like Marisol was like monkey. You have to cover the rib cage to go into the church.
2: Yeah, I didn't think it
0: was that bad. Um, Gertie's look though was the, the like she's like Queen Amidala or something. Not Queen Amidala. Um, it was it was just very Star Wars esque, like yeah. you know, <laughs> very but very cute. Um, then we find so Julia talks in her confessional a little bit though about how she. It's kind of is trepidatious about it because she's really separated herself from religion um, when her son died. And for those that don't know, she talked about it in like past season on the show, but like um, it was this long story about how she basically hired a nanny. And then there's some duplicitousness of like where the nanny came from, if it would like, but basically her child died from chicken baby syndrome and like, it was, it's a giant like mystery and and all that
1: like there was like a big scandal it was in the news like i think they had a like a like one of those expose specials
0: on it yeah and like because the the woman that or the man that she had the child with is like very like infamous and just sort of like this like it's crazy um but julia says a professional like i about like going to religion after her son's death was she said i didn't get any answers in my case it just gave me more grief and pain and like I understand, like, like that's valid, and I think that's an important thing to sort of tell people, because you can get good stuff from it, like, from any religion for the most part, like, you know, there's, but there's also, if it's not for you, it's not for you, and sometimes it can be worse. Yeah. You know? I think it's, you know, when it's 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 how you can connect the two things of like i like when people say stuff about like god's plan and stuff like that and people and you see terrible fucking things happening in the world and you're just like how the yeah how the hell is that making sense
1: like it's just it's what vibes with you right like you either pick it up and it works for you and it and like it resonates with your spirit or it doesn't yeah and you're gonna change over time so sometimes things that used to resonate don't anymore and that's valid yeah. and i i'm glad that she recognized that and decided to step away from something that was no longer serving her
0: right um oh my god kiki's like do you have any lip gloss and then julia's like yeah and then they just kiss in the van to exchange the lip gloss <laughs>
1: lesbian rights <laughs> i lo-
0: I mean like julie is a kisser apparently like it's her thing but i love that they're like like and kiki i don't think kiki's explicitly fluid but like she's open enough so it's, it's fine it works well um lisa gets in uh the van she's like huh, the worst um she says something about the worst thing is that, you know, I, not having my kids 50% of the time when all this stuff is done. And then she just goes, sometimes I just start crying in the shower for, like, no reason. And then it's just breaking down. Like, it's just, it's like, it, it's tr- it's really troubling, I would say, for the most part now. Because it's just sort of, like, stream of consciousness, it's endless. And I, and I understand the endlessness in terms of, like, a viewer it being annoying. But, like, it is troubling if you're someone's friend and they are so endlessly, like on you know a point where they can't even you know think about anything else
1: like they literally can't have a conversation without it coming up and that's that's disturbing
0: yeah they arrive at cathedral metropolitana um, and it's, you know, they, I also, I also appreciated how they shot this whole thing. They didn't really do a lot of, they did like a little music and a little lighting stuff, but it was, it, they really treated it with a seriousness yeah that I think was important for the moment.
1: I will say, even if you are not religious, taking a moment to go and tour a, cathedral of this like one of the big grand cathedrals like this. Yeah. Um I was blessed enough to be able to go to Paris and got to uh tour Notre Dame mm-hmm. and it just the whatever you want to believe in, right? At the end of the day, there have been hundreds of thousands of people who fervently believed in prayer. And came into this space to cry out to their God. Yeah. And the energy remains in that space. You can feel it. Yeah. And, like, Notre Dame is over a 1,000 years old. Like, it's, like, you, you will never understand until you have stood in a place like that. So if you get the chance, do it. It is a life-changing moment.
0: Yeah. Um, Julia, even though she's trepidatious like we mentioned before, she says, you know, I know this means a lot to Alexi and to all the other women I don't want to make this about myself, I'm just gonna you know, um, go about yeah, it Yeah,
1: Lisa, she didn't want to make this about herself
0: <laughs> I know, it's sad um, but they go in front of the shrine of uh, the Virgin of Guadalupe um, and it I, I teared up you were tearing up it was, I, I,
1: I was not even tearing up, I was like free falling tears down my face
0: yeah gertie is in between alexia and larsa and is just crying and she's just saying that she's scared i i
1: as much as like it was the i'm scared for me
0: yeah that that's just as much as and as much as we've like shit on larsa rightfully so um for the gertie stuff like she larsa comforts her and it felt very genuine and yeah. it was um it was just really nice and Alexia is telling her you know ask her for help she's going to deliver you she did it with Frankie like it's it's really raw and emotional and just like yeah, it, it's it's really beautiful. And Marisol even says, like, this is a very rare moment of unity right now. When everyone has the same collective energy, powerful things can happen. And th- that with them all just hugging, like, in front of the cathedral, I thought... Uh, it was a beautiful shot. Yeah, it was really impactful. And it's like, this is why, you know, there's two things. Like, there's this, the severity of Gertie's diagnosis and, like, how it means... What it means in terms of the powerfulness of the scene and sort of, like all what Gertie is going through. Um, that alone is amazingly powerful. It's also what I just love about this franchise. Like, I think like, it's so beautiful. You really do feel a sisterly bond, even though there are issues and even though there are fighting and, and stuff like that. I, I think it is a beautiful thing to maintain a balance like that for three seasons now. Yeah, And like, and like, it's, it's really great. And it's like, I believe it too. I don't believe, I don't think it's just you guys showing up to work.
1: Yeah. You know? And I I think this episode, honestly, you can take this episode and show it to anybody that has never watched Housewives, right? Yeah. And they will immediately understand the entire breadth of what Housewives can be, Mm -hmm. right? Because you see this entire cast uniting Right. Yeah. And standing together solid as one immovable like like object of like this force of good and positivity, right? And then three seconds later they're bickering, doing something problematic on a boat. Fighting about feeding dogs. Right. Like it's just stupid. So it's the it's the the two ends of the spectrum. And it's all in one episode. And I really do think that this is kind of like encapsulates everything that Housewives, not just Miami, but everywhere. This is what Housewives is. It is stupid fights. It's slightly problematic shit. It's banding together over real heavy stuff. It is, you know... um, the being triggered over the baby dolls later, you know, it's, it's all of that. It's all of that together. And this episode really captures the beauty of what this can be.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. Um, they go back in the Sprinter vans, um, and Gertie is like, you know, the bond that me and Larsa had. Like, I'm not going to forget that. Nicole's checking in on Julia and making sure that she's okay because she knows about, you know, Julia's history. Julia, it was really illuminating. Julia says, when I lost my son, the only living soul that I had with me to cry and care for was Louis, my black and white cocker spaniel. And that's why I have such a connection with my animals. She says, my farm is my temple. And I think, that yeah, that's like and and it 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 was great to see, it's amazing to see that understanding of like that connection with her animals in the farm and it also recontextualizes also the martina stuff and right. like and why
1: she pushed so hard it was like i i need this yeah like this is nothing against you and that has nothing to do with how much i love you or don't love you it has to do with the fact that this is something my soul needs
0: yeah and it makes and it makes so much sense and that is and i love that she said that like that is a way like you don't always need religion if you it religion can be great but like you if you can find a path in which to get the same results and get the same happiness like right it can be anything and that's yeah i agree um lisa is saying that she's hoping the prayers will work with like the lenny stuff because they're she's like by monday like we may go to court and so like this and i also it's like really coming up to the wire so that's also i think why lisa's so antsy uh, i'm like i love that they This like again we were like like tears sobbing sort of still like re, like you know tense I would say from right. this they get back to the hotel and Kiki greets the other women and goes what up bitches oh we just came from the church we can't talk like that <laughs> and immediately are like oh we're back like yeah. we're back um we go to their rooms Lisa is calling her divorce attorney John and John is telling her like I think we're done to the very last piece of the settlement agreement and everyone seems happy with the terms how are you feeling and she goes I don't feel great but I feel okay I think again it's like we kind of said it last week. It's like you kind of got to take what you got monetarily, like, right. and start anew and do whatever. But it's like for the most part, you need to cut ties with this man. Um,
1: well, yeah. The the thing that I absolutely that raises red flags is that he doesn't want to buy a house for her and the kids. It's that he wants to build a house for her and the kids, <laughs> yep. and it's like. Okay, well, that drags it out to where she's still living in your house, right? It's like I don't, I don't like that. She needs to get out of that house.
0: Yeah, um, she's John is telling her they, we have assurances that they will sign, basically, um, but she's still not sure about it. She says in her confessional, "I'm so stressed out right now because I don't trust him. He can say one thing and then he changes his mind the next day. It's either we finalize the settlement or we go to the mat on Monday, and I don't think it's in my best interest to go to the mat." And it's like probably isn't and like that but that's also a terrible position to be in when you yeah. have someone so manipulative and you know willing to just play with someone like lenny is i really i I still really feel that way i think that's what the case is and i think it i will say it explains more the stress from lisa when she's like i just don't i he can pull the rug right from under me whenever the fuck he wants to and it's like living on that kind of edge is impossible yeah you know We then, so Lenny then calls her like minutes after, and she's freaking out about it. She picks up the call, but then we see the graphic over the screen that says Lenny called Lisa to discuss their settlement. He did not agree to be recorded, but he did add one little thing to the settlement. And we were like, fucking ass. Like, what the fuck? And it's just Lisa leaving the hotel room going, I cannot believe this guy. Like, and yeah. And so this just sets her off for the rest of the day. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Adriana joins them as they head out to the boat. Adriana wasn't with them because she wanted to rest before her Pride event um, trip and that. But Uh, also, like, part of it is Lenny wanting to control
1: Lisa, like, in the settlement. But I also think a big part of it was Lenny wanted Lisa to blow up on camera to make her look unreasonable.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: Like, it's all part of his game. And he's just playing and it's so fucking disgusting. I hate that man. He's the worst.
0: Um they're in the car. Kiki uh, Kiki's asking for more lip gloss, and Kiki goes, No tongue though, no tongue. <laughs> and then Marisol's like, I'm a very good kisser, people. And then Julia and Marisol kiss, which is <laughs>
1: Of all, uh, well, and we know that Julia was making out with uh, Lisa at the mama, after the mama Mamacita lunch. She's just going through everybody at this point.
0: <laughs> like a whore.
1: <laughs> and she was just in church. Yeah. Uh,
0: Marisol says her commercial, Julia's like that boy in elementary school. They like you, but they want to be mean to you, but eventually they just want to make out with you. <laughs> yeah, also the fact that those two are making out after they're fighting all season. Yeah. Um, Lisa says she has a lot of anxiety and stuff like that. Um, and basically should we find out, she tells them that Lenny told her that she, that he does that his extra condition is that he doesn't want a man permanently residing in the house with Lisa, which is it, like, and Julia's like, that's none of his business. You're a free woman. Like,
1: yeah, that's, that's disgusting. And it's
0: so hypocritical because like, also you, you have your fucking mistress in the house, right? She goes, I said, well, then, you know, I don't want your girlfriend there. And he said, well, Lisa, I pay for it.
1: So this is this is my thing. If you are buying her a house, it needs to be in her name. Yeah. At which point you have no say whether, like, you don't get to, after the settlement, have conditions on things that are her property. Right. If it was still in your name, which absolutely fucking we not would not sign that at all because then you can just sell it.
0: Yeah. And much like the Sandoval thing that we talked about, like, right. you know, <laughs>
1: she needs to, but the difference is that he would then be able to sell it out from under her.
0: Right. And that's like, it's, it's uh, Oh, I hate him. I, and I hate, I don't just hate him, but I hate how this system works. Right. Right. Like, how is this allowed to fucking happen?
1: Right. There should be somebody that is sitting in on every single divorce. like, situation that is making sure that these abuses aren't happening. Right. Like, I don't care if you have to pay, like we pay out the ass in fucking taxes. They can go to this to right. make sure that we're protecting women from being abused by their exes. It's insane.
0: Um, yeah. Nicole's telling Adriana that they were right across the plaza from where her performance is going to be for pride, which I thought was very um, progressive um, for Mexico. Like just the fact that they showed like the flashback and like, th- there's the church and then like right across the ways there's the stage area with like big rainbow pride flag and big trans, uh, pride flag. And it's like, wow. Like, okay. Like, I think there's so, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting how religions are played differently in different countries. You know what I mean? Like, and what's accepted and what's not in many ways. Um, Adriana says, her confessional, this is make or break from my career. All eggs are in one basket, these big giant eggs. And she'd like, mo- like, maps out her breasts basically (laughs) i can't with her um yeah um lisa is in the back of the car and she's it seems like she's having car sickness like they're worried about her and she just goes maybe i'm sick because i just signed the documents (laughs) like and they're like oh so you just signed it um like and it's like it's hard to tell what she's like i also it Lisa's the way she delivers this kind of stuff. I think is hard too because she's very much like probing for responses in many ways, which I understand. Like that's sort of a natural human response to like sort of like provoke like people to like check on you and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, it just makes it hard and weird to deal with.
1: Uh, For the record, Mexico is more progressive than the U.S. on queer rights.
0: Of course, they are.
1: They they legalized same sex marriage before we did. Uh, They in most states. Uh, In Mexico have, you know, gender protections for trans people Um, in every state. It has been independent of their their Supreme Court has ruled that same sexes uh, marriages are allowed independent of the national level at the state level. They did it as well.
0: Fascinating yeah the more you know yeah <laughs> um yeah larsa is telling lisa's not feeling good lisa open your legs i read this thing if air gets in your vagina it'll make you feel better it's like don't i would rather take advice from anna marie on medicine than larsa <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> sorry um they all arrived to the gondolas uh and they got the miami mommy's boat uh because you can get like a title or whatever right. for the boat or whatever um and they're all celebrating and excited um, but like, oh, it, they're all just like, all oh, hi. They're like, we got food. We got drinks. We got, we're going to have such a good time. And Lisa's just in the boat crying. Like, it's just like.
1: I get it. But like, also this is what he wanted.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like she doesn't know yet. Like how to like stick it to him in that way. Yeah. And I get, but like I said, like I said before, I get why. Like, yeah. Like there's genuine fear there. Um, she goes, I don't feel good. I'm just kind of sad. I just feel like I've lost something. Um, they're all just trying to comfort her. Um, and Lisa goes, I just didn't think it was going to turn out like this. I feel like I failed. And Kiki just goes, you did not fail. He failed you. Men are assholes. (laughs) I I need that on a shirt. (laughs) Yeah. That's my mom. Like, like, uh, if Ariana's the patron saint of scored women, like, like, can Kiki be like the ambassador? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Marisol goes, and you have to, you have a really great partner going through this with you. And Lisa goes, I, I don't want to embarrass Jody. The other night I was crying about like something similar. He didn't come for me and we talked about it. And he said, cause I feel like you're crying over Lenny. And it's like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to like say like Jody, what what are you doing? But it's like, cause he is taking a lot as well. And I'm sure like nine times out of 10, he is being yeah as best as he can be. But it's just like, yeah, I just like. How do you get emotionally connected with someone so new when there's such the emotional tide of this like asshole? Yeah. Even though it's even even it's not like a love place, like, you know. Um, it's frustrating. Um, Lisa is breaking down some more. Gertie goes, You haven't had time to grieve. It's like a death. And then Lisa goes, I just want to believe that God will and this ran like randomly, Leslie goes, hola! At This other boat like, <laughs> right by him. It's like Jesus. Larsa, she kind of switched off of Gertie onto Lisa in terms of like her lack of a deft hand. It's just it yeah, she
1: just didn't tune into this, I guess.
0: They're they're finally moving on the boat. Um, I I I rolled my eyes so hard cuz Larsa goes, "Wait, do you guys realize this guy is really pushing our boat? He's really pushing the boat. I thought there would be like an engine." Have you ridden in a gondola ever?
1: Like, also, did you see the boats? Oh, Where on these boats did you think there was an engine?
0: And Alexi goes, we weigh a lot. How can he do this? It, you're floating. I I, <laughs> I need them to go in, like, a science class and just, like, it's like, wow. Like, it's just, like, duh wild uh larsa goes guys i think kiki has to give him head to compensate him for his work and kiki goes oh i got you how do you like it and she does the um the miming a blowjob jesus christ (laughs) and david the 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 rower or whatever like just gives a thumbs up (laughs) (laughs) david i felt so bad for david like more ways than one because he was just dealing with so fucking much while having to deal with this boat like yeah um lisa goes i want to go do a photo shoot with my boy talking to david and she gets up and starts to go over and alexi's like okay okay lisa okay and she goes can i stir the boat stir (laughs) because she thinks it's like a giant spoon i guess or something like (sighs) and they're like okay lisa they're just hoping lisa doesn't fall into the water at this point yeah um Adriana goes, Lisa, and, or they they get back to the table that they're sitting on in the gondola, and Adriana does a cheers and goes, Lisa, to a bigger brighter future, cry all your tears and get ready for the butterfly that you're about to become, and it's like okay, it left nice everyone was chill, Lisa wasn't crying anymore, she wasn't like sort of like, almost having a breakdown, right Larsa finds her perfect fucking moment and Larsa goes I'm kind of glad she's here with us and not driving Jody crazy. And then Lisa goes, yeah, he tries to help me the best I can. And I just like snap at him, you know, whatever. Larsa then goes, by the way, if, if you lost Jody, you would regret it. The way she said it was like, so like weirdly mean. Almost. You're going to regret it. Cause you're going to be screwed. And Lisa goes, no, I love him. And And Larsa goes, and I don't know anyone else who would take your shit. No offense. What do you mean, no offense? I I so I hate people who are like, just like, you're a horrible person, scum you know, scumbag who's, you know, should go to hell. No offense. <laughs> Whatever. Lisa's just shocked by this and goes, that's fucked up. That's a real fucked up thing to say. Larsa goes, I just mean that you're like needy. And Lisa goes, I'm needy? You're fucking needy. <laughs> Lisa was doing
1: such a good job, like. Letting it go, yeah. Like it, for like four comments in a row, she was just like, "Okay, bitch. All right, bitch. You're gonna <laughs> shut the fuck up
0: now, right?" <laughs> and Larsa goes, "You're like a baby," and and Lars and Lisa goes, "And you're like a bully. You're mean." Yeah. And Larsa goes, "Okay." <laughs> Well, this is crazy
1: absolutely bonkers
0: like how do you what i need to i need to learn how she was raised because like how do you have this like such lack of emotional maturity like it's it's makes no sense they just change the subject. they're like okay change the subject change it. like like we, we see how this is going um Lisa and they just move on Lisa goes let's go for a swim and Alexia goes let's play truth or dare and I dare you to do that Lisa goes I would get herpes and like every disease which at first it's like okay um I'm gonna ignore that because it's like yeah it's I mean like it's a river like rivers everywhere could carry disease fine awesome it's not that it's Mexico City cool Moving on. Uh, And Nicole says, I don't know if Lisa knows what STD stands for, but it's sexually transmitted, not swimming transmitted. That was pretty good. That was a good line. Um, Julie and Adriana then kiss, because Julie has to kiss everybody on this episode, apparently. Apparently. Uh, Julie goes, In the lips. And then Adriana says, did you kiss Marisol? What? And like she's just shocked by this. Adriana goes, be careful. Martina's going to kick your ass. <laughs> Apparently not. Like, they have to have such loose rules in that marriage, like, with everything that's been Mostly. happening for the last three seasons. It's like, come on. Um, Adriana goes, oh, okay. So they're uh, the, the river common I could get past. And then it just gets worse. So then they're like they're floating by, and there's like on the other side of the river there's this like there's homes right, but they're like right. they're, they're like the older like they're like you know poorer i don't even know if it's necessarily even poor necessarily, but they're like the ones that are like it's like shingling it's not like a extensive house right, right. it's like it's a, like
1: a it's like a one room house there's like thatched roofs they're like humble homes right
0: like so i used to go to um cosmo all the time when i was younger that was like our family vacation and we actually made a lot of like one of the things my dad always instilled was like making a lot of friends with people Like, we were friends with, like, people who worked at, like, the hotels that we were staying at. Like, um, there was, like, when we – because we were really young at this point. Like, they would have, like, this, like, kids' play sort of, like, almost like a daycare area. And we befriended the woman who, like, ran it to the point where, like, we would literally take time every year to, like, have a dinner with her, like, you know, in the city and stuff like that and be in their homes. And their homes were much like these homes. They weren't, like, you know – but it's not like they were, like – it's just like these, these are what the homes are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't constitute anything right. in any regards. Um, uh, Audrey goes, we could be living in that house over there. Marisol goes, I bet those people feel really grateful for what they have, though. And Lisa goes, they're probably happier than all of us here. And Kiki's I, getting annoyed. <laughs> well, I mean, s-
1: like some of those comments, I'm like, okay. Fine. Oh, oh, that was trying to maybe steer it away from the direction this is going. Maybe who knows? It's like, oh yeah, I'm sure they're happier than all of us here. Yeah, probably because mostly y'all are measurable bitches. Yeah. Like
0: I. But it's also a buildup of things, that are, right? Like, it's it's multiple comments from Lisa, particularly. Yeah. That's just like really hitting Kiki the wrong way. She's like, I lived like this in Haiti. Like, you yeah. know, This is like. Not okay, really. Um, Nicole then notes that there's these dogs. She says they're puppies, but they're kind of little larger dogs. These, like, white dogs that are by some of the houses. Um, Larsa then that offhandedly says, I know a guy who got bit by a dog, and his balls look like the shape of broccoli. Okay, cool story. Um, but
1: also, like, what a... Did, the man's balls, the dog's balls. Right. Did, what did do the did, bite have to do with the balls? Did the dog
0: bite the balls, and that's why it became that way? Or
1: did the dog bite the balls because they looked like broccoli? <laughs> 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 we don't know. <laughs>
0: Unsolved mysteries. Bars of uh, and then Lisa goes. Look, they want food. They're asking for food. Can I throw them some food? Alexi's like, no, don't do that. Don't, no, don't do that. Because just generally, you wouldn't throw food at, like, you know, like like
1: strangers uh, dogs.
0: Well, uh, yeah, even if you're on like one of these like gondola or sort of like boat trips, unless the person explicitly says, "Hey, you can feed the alligators." You can feed you don't throw food. Like right. that, that's not what you do. And especially these are dogs in the like, my thought was, they're dogs in like residential Right. like, like they belong like you don't know. What if you fall short and they jump in the fucking river?
1: Right. That's what I was afraid of. That's what I was expecting to happen.
0: It's like yeah, it was just it, it, this is where we were getting privileged because like, literally Alexi's like, no, don't do that. No, no, no. And she just does it and just throws it anyways. Alexi's even says, to her, like, how would you like it if you were living in your Star Island home and your boat passed by and people threw food by your dogs? It's disrespectful and it's rude.
1: Well, even the guy that's steering the gondola was like, hey, don't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he has to like, he has to be the one to say it before Lisa like stops. And David like tells like Alexi, like the owners of the dogs feed them also. <laughs> like. Like. They were, they feed their dogs. Right. And it's kind of like they were acting as though they were like starving. And it, they weren't star Like they weren't malnourished in any way. Their fur was right. a little like wet and like sort of like, you know. They had probably been playing in the water. Yeah. So, like, what are we doing? And but she, David says, the owners of the dogs feed them also. And then Lisa goes, it's okay. It's just chicken. It's better than what they get fed. I promise you. And at this point, Kiki's fed the fuck up. Yeah. Cause that is absolutely that now it's repeated and now it just keeps, you know.
1: Also, chicken is not rich people food. Fuck
0: you. Yeah. (laughs) And then she, Lisa tries to save it, but it doesn't work. Kiki says they're confessional. It's very ignorant that you would assume that these dogs are not eating good because of the way that they're living. Lisa, you don't even feed your dog. Your nanny does that for you. Right. It's like, get her. Um, and I loved Kiki this whole fight, by the way. Kiki, yes. Kiki, Kiki was great. Lisa goes, I promise you they get fed worse. And Kiki goes, come on, Lisa. That's not nice. Lisa goes, they look hungry and they look dirty. Kiki goes, you said they're getting better food than what they normally get. Lisa goes, they get dog food. I'm talking about dog food. No, you're not. No, you're not. Absolutely you not. You may think you are, but no, you're not. And Kiki goes, how do you know that? Lisa just stands up and yells, I was trying to help animals because I love animals! Which is the weirdest thing to yell in a fight, by the way.
1: Uh Also, you're basically, like, walking down these people's neighborhood street and just screaming at their houses.
0: It's embarrassing. It's getting really embarrassing. And Kiki goes, don't get up and scream. You get up, and then I'm going to get up, and it's going to be something. Lisa then sits up, like, makes the point to sit up and, like, put her hand on her hips, like, I'm getting you by by you saying don't sit up. She goes, what are you going to do about it? It's like... wrong road, wrong road, Lisa. Kiki goes, sit down, sit down, sit down. And she grabs a juice box. She doesn't throw it even at Lisa. She throws it, like, towards her. It doesn't hit Lisa at all. Yeah. And it's also a juice box. She's basically saying, but it's also her saying, like, sit down, because, like, like, And, like, you know, how do you like it to be thrown at you?
1: (laughs) In my mind, I like to think she's saying, drink your juice, Shelby, but I don't think that's what she's doing. I don't think
0: Kiki gets that reference. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Kiki goes, you're going to talk to me? Talk to me respectfully. The way Lisa just pauses and goes, you threw something at me. You assaulted me. Oh, come on. And it's like, oh, Karen alert. Karen alert activate. Like, fucking hell. Like Just
1: because Lenny behaves that way does not mean that you need to inflict other people with that same behavior.
0: <laughs> like the, yeah. Kiki goes, you're going to talk to me. Don't be standing up. And Lisa goes, shut the fuck up. And Kiki goes, you shut the fuck up. Lisa goes, you shut the fuck up. And Kiki goes, you shut the fuck up. Lisa goes, shut the fuck up. Kiki goes, shut the fuck up. And she stands up to get Lisa's face. I just like, we had this
1: fight this week on Miami. We had the fight between... Janelle and Sandra on traitors, which was very much the same energy. You're the fucking traitor. No, you're the
0: fucking traitor. <laughs> it's,
1: it's perfect. Uh, it's good. Lisa goes,
0: "You assaulted me," and Kiki goes, "Why do you get up? Where I'm from, you don't do that." <laughs> like basically, like don't step to me. Like also insisting that a black woman assaulted you <laughs> with a juice box. Fuck you. Yeah. And as they're fighting, Marisol just turns to Julian and goes, "We should make out." <laughs> Great comedic relief. Lisa goes, "You can't throw something at me. That is assault." And Marisol under goes, "Not the juice box. Juice box always screams assault." <laughs> yeah, Gertie's trying to calm her down. She's like, "Sit down, sit down." And and Lisa goes, "I don't have to sit down. You threw something at me. Don't ever throw something at me again." And Kiki's applauding and going, "Bravo, Lisa. Keep doing it." <laughs> Um, Larsa in the confessional is basically like I don't think this has anything to do with Kiki and I don't think this has anything to do with the dogs she's losing her mind over the Lenny stuff and yes, this is compelling. Absolutely. very astute for Larsa Pippen <laughs> yeah. at least and then as Lisa's just like you've assaulted me you throw something at me don't you ever throw you're not going to throw something and Alexi goes Lisa there's kids there's kids right there in that boat and they just go hola and even <laughs> Kiki <laughs> Kiki's so mad and just takes a moment to smile and go hi <laughs> <laughs> they keep trying to reason with lisa just sit down da- like lisa just sit down whatever And she goes i have a fucking rough day i just signed papers to end my marriage pretty much and you're gonna come at me for feeding fucking dogs because i think they're hungry fuck all of you <laughs> wild it's, it's it's the rant of this century um Larissa goes Lisa, you're trying Kiki to a point where you don't try another woman. It's not nice. I'm like, and then they start fighting. And then it's Lars and Lisa. And it's like, oh, my fucking God. And then Larsa goes, you said shut the fuck up. Lisa goes, yeah, shut the fuck up, all of you. Alexia then goes, well, we could say the same thing about you. You keep telling us shut the fuck up. We're just trying to help the situation, Lisa. <laughs> like... And Lisa goes, I just want off the boat. I want off the boat. You can't get off the boat. It's a fucking like, <laughs> like we're fully, like we're gone, girl. Like it's, it's, we're way gone. But Lisa then just goes to the end of the boat. And did you know? So she's just starts texting someone. I don't know who. But it's the one where it's like she texts like three words text. Another three words text. It's like the, it's, there's like a, a yeah. full page song of text. Like
1: <laughs> I, I'm not, when I'm angry, I'm doing. Wall of text. I'm not doing individual little messages. Yeah. Individual little messages is for when I'm joking and like or not really paying a lot of attention. I I would have wrote like a novel in one (laughs) message and then hit send.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very careful with that. (laughs) Um. Yeah. And Larsa goes, "Can we hold hands and say a prayer? Let's go back to where we were in the church." Lisa, hold Julia's hand, and Lisa goes, "I'm okay right now." And Larsa goes, "Lisa, hold Julia's hand." (laughs) (laughs) And she just sits there like a pouting five-year-old it's crazy and adriana leads the prayer and goes lord have mercy on this group we all need help and they're like why are you saying that no don't say it like that like that's not a prayer and then the weather changes And it's like they're like you did this adriana
1: but also that's
0: a totally appropriate
1: prayer because you do
0: all need help right and it's like they're trying to like oh my god they're like whatever I got so I genuinely got terrified and had a jump scare cuz I think like Nicole or someone goes, "Wait, there's a dead guy." And we're like, "What?" And they and it looks like someone is hanging from a tree. Yeah. Like, the only way I could tell was the feet. It looked so real. It was I was like, "What the what the
1: fuck?" Like someone had even put like blood like on its torso. It's like, what in the world? And
0: there's, like, creepy music. And the way it's shot, it feels like you're, like... Watching. It's like,
1: what is this, Blair Witch Project?
0: Yeah. And Lars is like, there's a bunch of dead kids, too. and, I'm, and But also, they're, they're clearly baby dolls. They're not right. real kids. But it's still creepy as fuck. And so what they're pulling up to is apparently something called the Island of the Dolls. And David explained... We thought you were saying it's like a Santeria thing, but it's I like... I thought,
1: just an initially, like, if you see an effigy... In a Latin country, it's probably Santeria.
0: Yeah. But it's apparently – he goes – David tells them this story about how there was a child that, like, drowned in the river – And this person who lived by the river was like getting nightmares seeing the child, and it was like haunting them. And so they placed a doll by the tree, hung a doll in the tree for the ghost child to play with. And then like the guy like went crazy basically, and just kept putting more dolls and more dolls. And it was and it was like it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, that's That's, that's nice. not a
1: cute story. No, it's not at all. Why like, are
0: we here? And then I got... I went, oh, oh, no, no. Because then they cut to Julia, and I was like, no, <laughs> no. Because Julia just had the thing with her Ugh. son, and I was like, oh, no. And she's crying, and, fr- and she, she's like,
1: having a fucking panic attack.
0: And it was like, no, 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 no. This is terrible. And now Gertie's crying, and Alexia's crying, because Julia's crying, and... She, uh, That was the craziest ending to a Housewives episode I've ever seen in my life.
1: I I just it bonkers, absolutely bonkers.
0: No one can top that. Like that, that's like insane. Oh my god, that was like I said in the beginning, a fucking roller coaster of an episode of Miami. Like honestly, Jesus. All right, let's
1: get into these tops and bottoms. We've got Potomac. We've got Vanderpump. We've got Beverly Hills. We've got Miami. What are you thinking, babe?
0: Um, I'll start with my bottom. I'm going to give it to Lisa Hochstein on Miami. Honestly. it was Lisa's worst episode. And it's like, I can get, again, I can, I, I'm very sympathetic to the Lenny stuff. And so I give her a pass on sort of a lot of the, like, more dramatic elements of it. But, like, the stuff with Kiki at the end was, like, really a bad look on all regards. And I hope she can look at it as the bad look that it was. But, like, man, like, I, uh, it was it was it was giving Karen behavior in the yeah. words, in the words of Garcelle. Um not great. Um, my top, I'm going to give it to Sutton over on Beverly Hills because I think this was Sutton's best episode of her entire run on Housewives, and I just love the full scale of like what we got to see from her and the development in her character and the ups and downs and sort of like I think people got to see a new side of her that was really vital, and I also think. It was a side that was necessary to see for her to be such a mainstay now on Beverly Hills. I think yeah. she's going to be up there, hopefully, with, like, the Vanderpumps and the Kyles and the Renas, even, of just sort of, like, iconic people of yeah. this franchise. And I think this helped that a lot.
1: What about you, babe? What are your tops and bottoms? I'm going to start with my bottom. Um, I'm going to give dishonorable mention to Lenny um, just for being a shitty, shitty person. Also, dishonorable mention to whoever decided to steer that boat near the the effigies, <laughs> like horrific whatever that was. Um, but ultimately, I'm going to end up giving it to Schwartz because fuck him. Like, you have to own up to your shit. Like, I, I get that you have been through a lot with Tom over the years, but you got to own your own shit and you got to own what you did. Yeah. And you've refused to do that with Katie. That's why y'all are not on good terms. You refuse to do that with Ariana. That's why y'all aren't on good terms. And then you just sit here like a wounded puppy, like you're the victim. Fuck you. It's terrible. Fuck you. Um, my top is going to go to Garcelle. Just because she ex- like exudes so much grace that she shouldn't have to extend. And yet she is for the good of the group. Um, And she is just putting up with a lot that she shouldn't have to put up with and giving people a lot of passes. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that leads to better dynamics in the group. But, I mean, I've said it before. You can't add in a woman of color and expect her to fix problematic people on the cast. Right. Right you have to fix the problem and then have a space that is safe for her to come into. Um, I think she has been more successful on this cast than, um, say, uh, like Ebony. Ebony was on, on Roni before it was canceled. Um, so I just, but it's a very similar situation, right? Um, I think Ebony was a little bit more explicit, right? But I think it's a similar situation. And Garcelle has been put in a situation where she has to fix the problematic people on this cast. Um, I don't think that's necessarily fair to her. Um, but she's doing a damn good job of trying to navigate that. Um, So, I mean, she's, she's doing a lot of work. Um, but, of course... Of course, in this country, we dump a lot of emotional
0: labor on the black woman. Hey, thanks
1: for tuning in to this episode of A Gay and His Envy.
0: Join us next time for more of our recaps and hot takes. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. And check us out on our social media at A Gay and His Envy on all the platforms.
1: A special shout out to Shane Ivers, who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin.
0: And And we're we're out. out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at SorgatronMoodia.com.